dark discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. A weekly podcast where the discussion is about the most recent horror and genre films. Intelligent talk on a genre that deserves intelligence. A conversation between co-hosts discussing not only the films, but also the connotation that the directors and screenwriters are trying to articulate. When you want more than a review, listen to Dark Discussions. And speaking of perception, there's just one more scene I want to talk about, which is after Caleb discovers that Kyoto's a robot, Kyoto kind of peels off her skin, showing him what's underneath. Now, wait a minute. I know where you're going with this, but tell me you weren't already thinking this 15 minutes earlier in the film. Exactly what he's thinking at that moment. Which is he's a robot, too. Oh, I considered the possibility. Right, and that's what I like, is the fact that the writers were smart enough to know that this is what the audience would be thinking. We've all seen Blade Runner. (laughs) Right. Exactly. www.darkdiscussions.com Wherever podcasts are found. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York. This is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? Fine, Phil. Yourself? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. So, uh, for folks who are curious, today is January 11th, 2024, that we're recording this episode, because some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious when we record our episodes, because sometimes they're not released immediately, and they're put in the queue, and sometimes come out months later. But this one will probably be out within the next 14 days, uh, most likely uh, somewhere around the 19th. Of January, so uh, it's it'll be a quick one to come out, um, and it's for a timely reason. But before we get into that, uh, who are we? We are the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Basically, what we do here is talk about films, so horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, uh, foreign language films, cult films, drive-in fear, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, we do have a website, www.darkdiscussions.com. We do have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Email us, put in DDP in the subject, and whatever else you want uh, to put in the subject, and we will read your email on the podcast. The reason you should put DDP in the subject is because we get so many emails from uh, movie screeners and book screeners and whatever screeners, and your email could get lost within the email. But if you put DDP in the subject, I can do a search in the inbox for the word, for those three letters in the subject, and it will pop up, and you uh, will be able to have your email read on the podcast. And we do have one email not related to this specific episode, uh, and uh, we will read that email and they were smart enough to put ddp in the subject uh, also i love, Phil, I love the, the the now weekly humble brag of you gotta let us know because we are so inundated with people begging us to cover their material <laughs> you know i'm not saying we're awesome or anything or highly sought after but well you know how they're just sending us screeners left and right that's <laughs> true it's true it's like, amazing it, well, I'll tell you, we, we get hundreds of emails, it seems like, at least 40 a day, it seems, and, and 90% of them are, are 
uh, not ads, but um, screeners yeah. and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. it makes oh, sense. There's so many movies that come out every year that are desperate for like a, a gasp at oxygen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, now it is. Well, they might get it this year, uh, but we can talk about that at some other time. Indeed, that's just true. Uh, so, uh, like I said, we uh, have uh, the email, and we do have a Facebook group, Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, where you can join in the discussions. And on the website, www.darkdiscussions.com. Eric, uh, we do have something else on that website that people can do. Uh, we do have a link to our Patreon account on the website. Uh, Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like website hosting and domain names and computer equipment and movie tickets. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. We appreciate any and all contributions. Uh, indeed, indeed. So uh, uh, thank you for those who do donate, uh, the few that do. And uh, we uh, try to not put up a paywall or anything like that. We just hope people will uh, donate. Or if people want to advertise as well, uh, please just contact uh, me, and uh, I will uh, I'll certainly uh, listen to you, uh, any advertisers that are interested for us to uh, promote, whether it's a canned uh, commercial, or if it's for something for us to read. Um, all right, so uh, tonight um, is a special episode. It's the episode that I know is Eric's favorite episode. Usually, maybe not this year, but usually. <laughs> uh, um, I still, uh, I still love the concept. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, basically, um, Barra, what is this this episode? What, what are we doing here? What, what is tonight? We are going. You said Barrett, right? I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, that's your name, right? <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about our top 20 lists, horror lists, as well as our top 20 speculative fiction lists of the movies from 2023. Each of us yes. have created a list, and Phil has compiled them into one final list where everything is weighted and gets uh, a place. That's right. That's right. So uh, basically, uh, we are uh, doing our retrospective, the 2023 retrospective, or best of. Uh, it used to be called best of, but now we usually just call it retrospective because it's more than just best of. We talk about um, our best moments, our worst moments, and so forth. Never mind our list of the uh, drama, the comedy. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that is exactly right. So um, what we, we are going to do today is we'll do a round robin, give our lists uh, for, for horror first and then the speculative fiction second. And then we'll do our best of and worst of moments of the year. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we do have uh, some emails from folks who are given their uh, lists. And we also uh, may want to discuss our thoughts on the year and whatnot before we even get into our list. So uh, let's do the emails first. Uh, the first email I got is a non-related email to this episode specifically, but a email about one of our episodes that we just put out. And this one is from Amy Rain, who also does a podcast as well. Uh, and she writes, Hello, fellas. Uh, I adored your Godzilla Minus One podcast. Lots of fun. It was great hearing the happiness in your voices. I agree the late action-tied introduction of the old theme music was so exciting. I went in not expecting much, just the regular old Godzilla schlock. But no, 
This was far above and beyond the usual. I was interested in the way the community spoke out about their treatment during World War II. The idea of kamikazes always confused me. It seemed so disrespectful of human life, as well as families and communities. It was good to see what happens when the whole community works together against an enemy, as well as what happens when a woman sees a baby who needs a home and responds to its needs, creating an entirely new but viable family unit and life. Anyways, good episode. Uh, thanks again, Amy Rain. P.S. I finally finished rewatching Peacemaker, and I'm ready to do the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review episode with you folks. Taylor Swift's sexy butt, and there's my Taylor Swift reference. All right, I, I did. I did that. I did that a year ago. <laughs> I, I gotta rewatch it again. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, so we're going to probably uh, start doing that uh, probably within the next couple of weeks because uh, we're about to wrap up uh, the uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters uh, podcast that we're doing called King of Kaiju. Because that last episode drops tonight. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we do have some uh, lists. Let's list. And uh, I got one here, a quick, quick one, short one first from uh, Kevin Letts. Kevin Letts is one of our many listeners, probably one of our original uh, listeners of all time. And he also has uh, become uh, uh, sometimes co-host on multiple podcasts, including this one, but certainly the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast, as well as many of our TV show podcasts, such as uh, Bo Hancock and the One Piece podcast. And this is what he says, Kevin Letts, my best of the year. Here we go. He goes, Haunting in Venice was a great one. My favorite, though, was Nefarious. Then uh, Equalizer 3, John Wick. And believe it or not, that's all I can remember for now. However, <laughs> for, for television series, One Piece is really good. Also, I did like The Voyage of the Demeter. Not a lot, but I enjoyed it for what it is. Uh, so, yes. All right. That and was a short it, one. It sure <laughs> yeah. was. Yep. All right. So let's go with uh, you, Barrett. You have a, a email uh, list. I do. I have one from Amy Rain. Uh, her 2023 best of horror lists. Uh, number one, or should I start at 20? This is just yeah, go back. Either, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So number 20, Brooklyn 45. I love this one. I love the intentional staginess. I love the hinted at backstories and the sort of dirty feeling you feel at the end. Like waking up after doing something super wrong and still having that taste in your mouth. <laughs> Number 19. I love that description. It's a great description. Number 19. Birth, rebirth. What will drive you too damn far? Like, seriously, she seems crazy, but... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, number 18. Hellhole. Good Polish exorcism movie. Not slick, but good story. I liked it better than The New Exorcist. It's not hard, I'm sure. <laughs> Number 17, Sister Death. Very good indie nunsploitation with a great actress at end. Gets a bit preachy, but for good reasons. Number 16, Pope's Exorcist. Demon fighting fun. 15, Vampire. Very good, very low-key, smart, mythic hints. Most people may be bored. I loved it. Also, the invitation is dumb fun. Uh, number 14, Unwelcome. 
oh, this could have been just fine. Just had to obey the rules. And who the hell hires Redcaps to work on their house? Uh, number 13, A Haunting in Venice. Not sure if this should go on this list because it's more mystery than horror. Loved it to bits, though. So pretty. Number 12, 65. This movie was awesome. I am very surprised it wasn't more popular. Dinosaurs. Very exciting, intelligent, sad, yet hopeful. Number 11, Knock at the Cabin. Good thought-provoking one. Number 10, Megan. Wow. Just wow. Great movie. Number nine, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Great indie, soon to be big time, I think. Did a good take on some of the reasons the girl is angry. Let the mountainous other reasons sit out for all to see. Oh my God, the teacher is so horrid. Ending maybe a bit too positive to be believed. Uh, number eight, Talk to Me. Good, gritty, earthy horror. Again, everyday people. Number seven, Sarah, the Bone Woman. Good intellectual spook movie. Very good inspection of the modern woman up against, well, everything. She actually makes some intelligent choices. I like this new crop of films where people in horror movies aren't dumb and they are just doing what they can in impossible circumstances just as they do every other day. Uh, number six, No One Will Save You. Aliens. Well done, Alien Invasion movie. Great indie chops. Number five, Boogeyman. Very well done, big budget horror. Even the small stories in it stood out well. Did have that big boss end game, which is boring, but they did it somewhat intelligently. Good fun. Number four, Tim and Tina. So I hate this movie, but I realize I hate it because it was very good. Well acted, nice sets, good movie, but I hate it. Number three, Evil Dead Rise. Holy cats, Evil Dead does not disappoint. This one was different from its predecessors but enough the same that it felt right. The cast was stellar. Honestly, I may have to move this up to the top again. The apartment the family lived in was so beautifully shabby cheek. The fam was great too, as well as the sister. Honestly, I loved everyone in this movie. I would gladly go to see variations on this one filmed with the same actors forever if possible. I hope we get to meet Dad next. Number two, Last Voyage of the Demeter. Very well-made movie with exceptional effects. Not too CGI, not too old school. Excellent cast, very good reimagining of an old tale. Beautiful sets and good involving action. And number one, When Evil Lurks. Jump scares actually hit. Few movies can get me anymore. Last one was by this director. The world rules were a little, were a little confusing, but mostly solid. All right, so that's Amy's... Uh... Email. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah. I I forgot to watch Usera Bone Woman. I heard really good things about that movie at the beginning of the year, and just plain forgot to go back and watch it. There are yeah, a lot actually, on here I haven't seen at all. Actually, Usera. I did forget. Was, I ran out of time. Actually, Usera was was listed as a possible uh, episode. I think someone called it out once as a possible episode. And we, for some reason, we it chose may have been else. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we may have chose one of your other films instead. But yeah, so oh well. It is what it is. I do, I, did anyone pick up the irony in, in her commentary? No. Doesn't she say, uh, I think it was with Sarah, how much she's enjoying the fact that we had this trend in, in modern horror films of smart characters making yeah. smart decisions? And then yeah. what's her number one film? The film yeah. about the dumbasses who destroy the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's because <laughs> it's so good. 
Yeah, um, it is so good. And, and in fairness, they are they are supposed to be dumbasses. This yes. is not like bad writers writing smart people incompetently. This is this is smart writers writing dumb characters. <laughs> right, right. Uh, also, sixty five. I never heard of that, but she praised that one pretty much. Yes, she did. Oh, I saw that in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Was just uh, I I personally found it to be unexceptional, but it okay. is just me. Yeah. I, I agree. I found it unexceptional. This would be my. Uh, there's a good chance this would be my film that most forgettable film uh, entry because I just. Right. Yeah. Watched it. I think I put it down under other. I think I put because I think I had it as science fiction. If I even okay. put it on my yeah. list at all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I wouldn't right. consider it horror. Right. Also, I uh, uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have put it anywhere in my top twenty, top ten, bottom. It was just. Message for like for me. All right, and uh, both she and uh, Kevin Let's put a haunting in Venice. Uh, so uh, they they had some love for that film. So that's interesting. Um, all right, anything else anybody want to say about her list or, or Kevin's for that matter? All right, let's get into Sean Fox has an email. What's that, Mike? You have it? Yeah. What 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 indeed did the Fox say? Um, now he gave me a list. I don't think he numbered it, so I don't know if I'm reading top to bottom, bottom to top. Uh, I think he's going top to bottom. Just find random numbers. All right, so it's on him so for Sean not Fox, correctly. Sean Fox, the Canadian ginger, still on the loose, has not yet been corralled and thrown back in his cage. Here is my list of top movies and shows from 2023. My thanks to Phil, Mike, Barrett, Eric, Kevin, and Amy for getting to be part of the crew. Shout out to Christy and Abe as well. Uh, if anyone has seen Abe, uh, let us know. The last time he was spotted was on the back of a milk carton. Uh, my thanks to everyone in the Dark Discussions Empire. Wishing all of you and your loved ones a very happy 2024 in every way, shape, and form possible. And so here we go. TV series. Um, huh, that's weird. All right, so TV series, he has Last of Us, Winning Time Season 2, Justified Primeval, Our Flag Means Death Season 2, and Fargo Season 5. Uh, I'm reading these. I'm assuming the way he has these written, it's going from worst to first. Streaming series, Secret Invasion, Invincible Season 2, Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka Season 1, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, Marvel What If Season 2, Mandalorian Season 3, Gen V, Loki Season 2, and then One Piece Season 1. Has to be Live action series has to be the best overall series I got to review. And then for movies... Uh, which way you see? Okay, I'm going to go bottom the top again. Evil Dead Rise, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, John Wick 4, Spider, uh, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Super Mario Brothers, Renfield, Pillars of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Thanks again for all the fun of 2023. Looking forward to even more now for 2024. The end? That's it. <laughs> no order. They're all just as good as each other. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm like, I'm a, I don't know. I, like I, I, Did we lose Phil? Yeah, I, I, I'm here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, I was on silence. I was on silence. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> um, but yeah, it was uh, shorter than usual for, for Sean. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Because <laughs> sometimes he, he gives us uh, more details about his picks and why he picked them and stuff. He, but, yeah. he he's been known to go on occasionally. 
Yes, yes, that's all right. All right, so uh, that's, our, I think, our last email for the night. So uh, we got uh, emails from our sometime co-hosts, which is good, Amy, Sean, and Kevin. And we did get an uh, email from Amy about our Godzilla episode, so that was good. So I think uh, that's pretty much it for that. So I guess we can move into our next topic, which is our thoughts of 2023 before we get into uh, our list. So uh, where do we want to begin? What do, what do people think? Was it a good year? Did we have some, some great horror films, whether indie or mainstream Hollywood ones, uh, VOD, theaters? What do we got? Did we have A Quiet Place or did we have a, uh, another great film we, like that? We had you know, some standouts, but a lot of mediocres. And some really, really bad, uh, more bad than I've seen before. <laughs> right. I'd agree with that summary. Yeah, there are a few, a few uh, really, really uh, good ones uh, at the top, and then a whole sea of mediocre before getting to a stinky pile of poop at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, on, I saw the make two in theaters. I saw it and knew it was a bad movie. <laughs> I know it was not an, an, an entertaining bad movie the way, say, Anaconda was. It was just a bad movie for so many reasons, mostly that it involved – it was more less more about people walking across the ocean floor than actually giant killer sharks. <laughs> um, and yet, when it came time – and again, it's a movie I spent money to go see in theaters. When it came time to decide on the worst film of the year list, it didn't even – Crossed my mind to put down yeah. two. That's how that's how bad um, this year was. <laughs> now, in fairness, every year releases a bunch of terrible movies. And I we I think we say this every year. We do a decent job of avoiding bad movies because we look at reviews, we hear word of mouth. Things have to are usually recommended because there's really a lot of stuff, right? Every week or something new, say on show. Shutter or Netflix, mm-hmm. or Hulu, that we could watch. Uh, and then sometimes we pick movies because there's boobs on the poster. Um, some, of some of us. We won't name any names. And, and sometimes there's just, you know, decisions to rush in where uh, wiser men would fear to tread. And, and that's how you end up reviewing something like uh, Skin of um, <laughs> Yeah, good job, Mike. Yeah, I still don't. I I raised the possibility of it. I did not make the call. It's listen to him. Let's listen it to will him. always be your fault. Yeah, okay. Um so it's um but that said, like I look at last like I I'm looking I looked at last year's list and I look at my top films and I had things like uh the menu and X and Pearl and Barbarian and that was just such an awesome to me, like top ten. And this year I look at my top ten, I'm like, none of them was I thinking was I thinking when I watched it with maybe the one, one exception, oh yeah, this is gonna be at the top of my top ten list at the end of the year. I like them. I like them a lot, but I wasn't like excited in quite the same way. And usually my top ten isn't too hard to figure out and this year, I was like probably between like ten and thirty. I could have shuffled a lot of those films up. I like them. I didn't love them, and they felt very interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was actually a lot of stuff that was there, and I think this was actually 
uh, for me anyway, a surprisingly deep list. I I know when I went through, unless I missed something, I had approximately 80 movies. It was like 49 uh, horror movies and 30-ish um, non-horror, and about and 50 of those, 48, 49 of those, I saw in theaters. Um, but the the mainstream films, a lot of them were bad. Uh, they just disappointed, like a lot of the big blockbuster films. Um, and when people look and say, well, why, why did all these movies bomb? It's like, well, look at most of the reviews with the exception, I think of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, like the reviews for the ones that bombed or considered bombed just weren't great. They weren't necessarily bad, but they also weren't rush out to the theater and see it now kind of reviews either. So that was for me more the, the, the mainstream films than the horror films. The horror films, I think, did pretty well. Um, with two very notable exceptions, um, <laughs> uh, uh, three. Take that. Wait, one, two. I don't know. There are a few, but um, yeah, it is. I'm just I'm going off the top of my head. I'm kind of glad they oh, drop but, off too, because we don't even talk about them much, except for the, our worst movie pick. Well, there are <laughs> movies that I know. Oh, there's there's three, and of the three that I'm thinking of, that were big budget theatrical films that disappeared immediately at the box office. I liked two of them. And those three were Renfield, Last Voyage of the Demeter, and you could argue whether or not this is uh, uh, horror, which is, uh, was it 65, 62? 65. 65, uh, which was the Adam Driver film, um, Dinosaur Movie. Those all flopped at the box office. Uh, I saw decent reviews for... for, um, for Ren, or at least word of mouth for Renfield and for Last Voyage of the Demeter, not really good word of mouth out of 65. But if there's anything that was that that it showed is that the big budget horror just doesn't do well. Oh, The Exorcist, Exorcist Believer. I don't know where that ended up on the box office, but I know it did not make the money that Warner Brothers wanted. Because um, I know it had legs because it came out around Halloween season, so it stayed in the top ten for several weeks. But... Yeah, just big budget horror was a loser this year. And the things that that broke through were things that were smaller budget. Evil Dead Rise, uh, Talk to Me. Was uh, that smaller budget? It, well, it, Evil Dead Rise wasn't like a sixty million dollar movie, I don't think. Okay. Um, Megan, Cocaine Bear. Hey. It was certainly yeah, the year. I don't think that's horror, but that's just me. It certainly, uh, it certainly meme marketing oh. worked. Because what were the big, the two big memes that I could, or three big memes I could Oh, that was, that was, that was serious. Cocaine Bear, Megan Dancing, and Barbenheimer, right? And those all just smoked. Evil, Evil Dead Rise was between 15 to 19 million dollar budget, believe it or not. Oh, no shit. Okay. It looks more expensive than that. That's decent. Well, yeah, that's... It, it, it has a big name franchise, so you figured it would be more expensive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to see them not spending. Oh, okay, they could get a fifty million budget, but they didn't. So, yeah. but uh, I, I will say this: um, when, when I was listening off and asking you guys, I said, "What was our opinion this year? Was it a good year?" I was, I was just lying my ass off. We've discussed this many times off the air that this year sucked. Twenty twenty three was fucking terrible. It was horrible, and I, I couldn't stand it. I was like, ugh. But 
as Eric did say, uh, there was some, some pretty embarrassing, and you too, Mike, uh, some really good films at the top that could have been in the best of uh, other years. Um, and then, then it just drops off completely to a um, bunch of good films, as Eric said. And then, there's, as Mike mentioned, if Meg 2 isn't the worst film of the year, it's a pretty bad year. So <laughs> it, it, was, it was stinky. It, it was just terrible. Um, and, and usually, you know, I, I like, like the first time I ever heard Mike speak was on uh, a call that he did for uh, Horror, et cetera, where he said uh, the best film of the year will be a film we never heard of. And technically, uh, he usually that happens. A lot of indie films pop out of nowhere and become superstar films and stuff. Um, and then sometimes, uh, the, you know, we we have um, uh, stuff like uh, um, the, the guy that did uh, the one with the, the Hereditary and that, you know those type of films. No one heard of them, and then boom, they become like some of the best films of the year. Uh, but this year, yeah, there, there was just. Whatever. Well, and and part of the problem might be that we're comparing it to the last year because last year was solid. I'm looking at my list from last year and look at these movies here. If if I were to try and like make a top twenty out of last year and this year, probably only like four or five movies from this year are making it. Um, yeah, because yeah, last year was so solid. Yeah, so that, that might was. be part of why we perceive it as being so bad. Yeah, but I also think I also think. Well, every year you've been listening to the podcast, Bill was more negative on more movies than I think most of us were. I mean, we may not have been doing backflips, but when we don't know when Phil hates something, he just he just yeah. Phil was in a Phil was a grumpus this year. Yeah, I'm usually I'm usually forgiving. I'm usually like like how Anthony was on the horror, et cetera, and you know, and I'll even be a little more forgiving than usual. But this year, like I said, Eric, I think it was one. I forget what episode I said it. I go, I go. Uh, enough is enough, you know. I mean, you get tortured <laughs> enough. It's it's just not right. And so I just I just lost it after that, and I, I was just saying I was just saying it sucked, and that's it. I'm done. Oh, I'm like you, Eric. Where where you? I said, so Eric, what's your opinion now on what Mike just said? Uh, I'm just waiting for this episode to end because I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. You have, and, and that's how I, I felt. Except I just uh, do it a little differently. You do it, you know, calmly and just quietly, and just try to just forget that you're even on the podcast. While I just get angry and upset and flustered. That's your. <laughs> that's how you roll. You, yeah. you. I think you enjoy being flustered. Maybe, maybe it's probably my my personality type. But you, you know. got to be you, man. You got to be you. Yeah, yeah. So, but Mike is right. Uh, this year, I was uh, most certainly more vocally upset than than I've ever been on the podcast because, uh, as we all agree, this is this was probably the worst year of the podcast for horror films. And I know Mike, you said this one or year a couple of years ago where I think it was uh, um, the year that Cheap Tricks or Cheap Thrills, whatever it was called, which was a great film. I thought I actually liked that year, and but you weren't a fan of that year. But even you, I think, would agree that this was probably the worst year that we've ever done. I'd have to go no, back, and look, but it's have, one of have, them. We have two pandemic years in here, right? So um, there were there were some really limited releases in 2020 and 2021. Now, admittedly, like 2020, uh, The Hunt, I liked more than many of the movies on this list. Um, you know, and that was the last movie I saw in theaters before everything shut down. Um, yeah, right. I like, I, I actually really liked Wretched, which was the uh, meme for for a few weeks because it was oh, that was a great in theaters. 
Um, but again, that's um, it, it's. But I'd like to look back to 2019, and I don't know the 2019 was a, a whole lot stronger. Um, because I think that's as far back as my letterbox lists go. I don't think that was a whole lot stronger than, um, than what we had this year. I think again, now for me, I I have I can have a fairly low threshold for entertainment and for keeping me satisfied. Um, and uh, I mean, I can nitpick with the best of them, you know that. Uh, but it doesn't often just ruin the film for me. I can enjoy it regardless. But um, you know, so there's a lot of films with, that I enjoyed despite their flaws. And so I had fun with it. So I thought it was, like I said, I think it's a, to me it was a year with a lot of stuff that was decent and that kept me entertained, but not a whole lot that was really like, oh, my God, you got to go see this. Right, right. You know, there's not the, a lot. The difference in between Phil and the rest of us is that a lot of movies that uh, the majority of us thought were okay but not great, Phil just fucking hated. And I think that's yeah. the big difference. Yeah, yeah, you, you could be, you'd be right. Um, though I'm, I'm looking at 2019, Mike, uh, and, and there were some good films, uh, that even me and Barrett like more than some of you guys, but, but The Haunt was there, the guys that wrote Quiet Price, uh, The Haunt, and then there was Joker, Midsummer, uh, Ready or Not, uh, Bliss, I know you didn't like Mike, but me and Barrett loved Satanic Panic, um, Brightburn was pretty solid. Uh, so there were some good ones there, and I loved well, life. I don't think it was life. a bad year. I, I yeah. still argue that we are in for all the people who bitch and moan about where are all the good horror movies. It's like it's on your fucking box. Go look for it. We're, yeah, we're there is a lot of horror out there. there. There's a yeah. ton of horror out there. And, yes, because there's a ton of horror, there's a ton of really shitty horror out there too. Yeah. Uh, but just do some homework. Right? You should know what your tastes are. Yep. All right, so, find people who, pay, who agree with you. Yeah, 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 right, right. Yep, exactly. And even then, you have to be careful because, Mike, I won't name the, the, the Facebook group that you, you mentioned before we started, but you go on there every so often, and a lot of times the recommendations uh, you find out are, are pretty bad, and, and even though they say they're – Well, they're, they're more forgiving. I don't – and I, I'll name it. It's the Shutter Horror Group. And there's one person on there who likes every, – like everything is five stars. Literally everything he gives five stars to. Um, so you have to sometimes take things with a grain of salt. And then when you see a movie that comes out about, oh, I don't know, say, let's say some somebody decides to make a movie about a killer pool and you can't find a good review on the Shutter site, then you know, like, yeah, you're dealing with a, a dog pile. Sure. Fair enough. Um, all right. So uh, I think we can probably start our episode and our top lists. Um, I oddly didn't put them in alphabetical order by first name this year. Um, and then our final list of the year. Uh, but uh, I went with Barrett, Mike, Eric, and Philip. I think that's probably the, the way they, they came in. Uh, or, or actually, or I, they came in reverse way. And I just, so I went with Barrett. Mike, Eric, and my list I just you, threw in last. Because you wanted to start with a BM. <clears throat> BM. BM. I don't get that joke. BM. BM. A lot of poor people use BM to, to be sure for bowel movement. Oh, oh. So yeah, it's a yeah, poop yeah. joke, though. Yeah. I, 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 I to, yeah what I other kind of joke would we be making? Yeah, I try to avoid that stuff. You, you mean um, you would be making? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, that. Eric Eric likes his duty jokes. Yeah, he does too. He even sent me a, a poop book once. <laughs> I did. Yeah, 
Number 11, Doc Havist. Number 10, Megan. Number 9, Knock at the Cabin. Number 8, Totally Killer. Number 7, Nefarious. Number 6, Thanksgiving. Number 5, Cobweb. Number 4, Talk to Me. Number 3, When Evil Lurks. Number 2, Evil Dead Rise. And number 1, Go Go Godzilla, minus 1. All right. Uh, there must have been a change because originally you had Follow Her as number 20, but you said now oh. it's Hunter Killer. Yeah. Okay, I must not have saved my change on my my list. So, yeah, if I had Follow Her, her there, that was very interchangeable. Fair so, enough, yeah, fair that's, enough. That's fine. Okay, I, either I, way. I, I was juggling like four films, one of which was that, one was Candyland. I must not have saved the change on my letterbox when I, when I finished changing it. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Our, so, so number 20 then was Follow Her. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so if we include Hunter Killer, at least mentioned, um, we've only, unlike other years we've, where we've had lists that included a total of like 60 or 58 films or whatever, this year we only have 34 films that were, uh, actually made anybody's list. Uh, so, which is, which is very low, but that's good in a sense too, because it showed that we were closer than usual. Um, because a lot of times when we're up to 50 or 60 films, that means uh, there's some films that uh, were liked by one person but not someone else. Um, all right, so let's go to you, Eric. What do you got? All righty. Number 20 is Cobweb. Number 19 is Scream 6. Number 18 is Suitable Flesh. Number 17 is Saw 10. Number 16 is Cocaine Bear. Number 15 is Sick. Number 14 is Totally Killer. Number 13 is Last Voyage of the Demeter. Number 12 is Follow Her. Number 11 is The Conference. Number 10 is Dak Havist. Number 9, It Lives Inside. Number 8, Brooklyn 45. Number 7, Talk to Me. Number 6, Thanksgiving. Number five, Megan. Number four, Nefarious. Number three, When Evil Lurks. Number two, Godzilla Minus One. And number one, Evil Dead Rise. All right, sounds good. And uh, uh, before we move on to the next list, I just want to give uh, Barrett a shout out as the only other person that smelled Megan correctly. <laughs> that is true. That is true with the backwards three. The three. Oh, the back, I was tempted uh, to, but three. I figured it was just a list. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and it's all good. Private. Um, all right, so uh, number – oh, no, not number. Number of – it's me. It's me. So uh, for me, my top 20. Uh, okay, so uh, number 20, uh, Patrick Ray's directed film, They Wait in the Dark. Number 19, Dark Harvest. Number – 18, Hands of Hell. Number 17, Knock at the Cabin. Number 16, Totally Killer. Number 15, When Evil Lurks. Number 14, First Contact. Number 13, Influencer. Number 12, Thanksgiving. Number 11, Cocaine Bear. Number 10, Sick. Number 9, Follow Her. Number 8, Megan. Number 7, Suitable Flesh. 
Number six, Candyland. Number five, You're Killing Me. Number four, Godzilla Minus One. Number three, Evil Dead Rise. Number two, the Spanish language film Venus. And number one, uh, the the uh, film, the prison drama, or horror film, Nefarious. So uh, that's my top ten. I mean, my top 20. Um, all right, so that's our each of our lists, but we do have a final list here. And, uh, Eric, uh, what are those final lists in the top 20 based off of the average and mean of all the, the films that we uh, just listed? We're going 20? I thought we were doing 10. Oh, yeah, all right. We, we can just do the 10. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, that's what's highlighted on the spreadsheet you said. <laughs> that's why I get confused. Uh, sure. Number 10, uh, this is the... Combined rating of all of the hosts. Number 10 is Talk to Me. Number 9 is Suitable Flesh. Number 8 is Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Number 7, Doc Harvest. Number 6, Megan. Number 5, Thanksgiving. Number 4, When Evil Lurks. Number 3, Nefarious. Number 2, Evil Dead Rise. And number 1, Godzilla Minus One. Godzilla right. for president. It's interesting how that works because, like, Thanksgiving became number five, but its highest rating is six. Of our individual. Uh, oh no, no, yeah, but we do we do the it backwards. So first place gets twenty points. So sixth place gets fifteen. No, no, but points. his his point is that it rate, rated higher on the aggregate list than it did on any one anybody's individual list. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't get that. What do you mean the aggregate list? It rated higher. Than it rated it number five. Of, number five. The highest it is on anybody's individual list is six. Oh, I see what you're saying. And that, yeah, can that, that, is, that can that happen. That can happen. It's just yeah. interesting that yeah. it did. You don't yeah, see that you're very right. often. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The reason for that I, is, is because of uh, score, other scores. But, yeah, that, that is interesting. I, the I variability see. around everything else pushed Thanksgiving up right. one rank. Yes, and, right. Kind of, that's right. And because yeah. there's only four of us voting, one of us doesn't see a movie, like talk to me. Um yeah. or, or, or you know, then, then, put then, it on their list. Or for good or then it knocks it then it's gonna knock that. it down. Or if one of us just decides you know, we love the film and someone else just poops on it, well that 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 poopitude can just pull down the overall ranking very easily. Yeah. Which is why all of these things should always be taken with uh, a very, very large helping of sodium chloride. Um, and like I said, well, I, you, you could have gone through about 15 films and juggled them around, and, and it, it wouldn't have shocked me. Um, a buying list, because I just think there were a lot of decent, but not like movies that blew me away. I actually completely forgot sick on my list. It wasn't going to make my top 20, but that did at least get me to 50 horror films for the year. Um, and, and I had forgotten 65. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's just, it's like I said, it's, there's nothing, there's always these films that slip through the cracks of our memory. Um, I am very so, pleased that Nefarious ended up as high as it is on the combined list because I don't yeah, think that's the movie people are talking about enough. I agree. Well, I think I did see it on someone else's like worst of the year list, and it basically was he hated the movie because of the financers. Well, and, and that's was, the, that's the knock against the movie, right? Right. That's stupid. 
like when, when I read criticisms of this movie, uh, none of them are actual criticisms of filmmaking of the movie. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't like the the philosophy of the people behind the movie. It's like that has nothing to do with the actual content, and it makes me a little mad, to be honest. Yeah, I well, mean, it, there's it, actors, it, there's actors I don't like, but sometimes they do a good acting job and they deserve credit for that. Right. <laughs> now, I I knew. I didn't know going into the movie, but I picked up some of it watching it, and I was curious. And then the, the cameo at the end of the film um, uh, kind of um, confirmed it for me that it would, that there was some political stuff going on behind the scenes. But like the review I saw, he, he complained that he felt like he was being preached to, and we addressed it in that. It's like to me, it's it's a it's a horror, it's a religious horror movie. Your religious horror movies tend to be a little on the preachy side because they're saying that all the religious stuff that you uh, may or may not believe, but they're they're it's real and should be exorcist taken believer is another example of that. Well, I can't right. well, argue exorcist believer, but, but for, um, it's for for different reasons. But but you know, you could argue that angry black girl and her monster uh, was. Yeah. Was was trying to say a political message and, and or or whatever, and, and I think and, and that's where it comes to: Do you agree with the message, and 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 do you like the people who were making that message? I didn't know for sure about the political message until the very end of the movie. Um, I just liked the film because it was an old school horror, like religious horror film. Um, and and yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of trying to scare you straight oh. in there. No and, and yeah, but to me, it's like it's not the philosophy behind you know, like. If you want to have a message in your movie, fine. I don't care. I don't even care if it's a message I agree with or not. What I care about is does it come along with an entertaining movie with a story that right. I enjoyed? That's what I actually care about. And how ham-handed yeah. they are in showing that message. Well, I can do a message they are, the less enjoyable the story is. How right. many movies have I enjoyed where the message is that children are, are wonderful, darling little creatures? It's just no. It's you don't have to you don't have to agree with what they say. It's just it's well, well, I, I didn't even, I didn't even think Nefarious was that uh, uh, preachy. You know, I, I, I didn't know, either. Maybe maybe they 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 may have a point that some of the finances have a message that isn't related to the film, uh, and whether or not those messages are bad or good. Um, shouldn't sway a person to decide if a film is good, as Eric said, and maybe those messages are good, but they're not in the movie, and maybe they are stinky, but they're not in the movie. The movie is, like you said, Mike, an old-school horror film. And Well, I what, think it's know. a matter I, – and I, I don't want to disparage anyone for their particular opinion necessarily, unless it's Phil, um, <laughs> but they – I think if you I, – I, I don't – I didn't personally see anything in there that was so – different from your typical religious horror film um, unless you were maybe aware and looking for it in the first place. And I, I don't know, but you know, to each their own, um, everyone can try it on their own. Like I, we, we know Kevin Letts is a very religious individual and I'm sure that had a lot. Yeah, that, was his, that was his fa- favorite at the top of his list. Yeah. And that may just have something to do with it. And I know like people that, you know, the exorcist doesn't hit because, they're not terribly religious. Um, and so it doesn't have that where I'm sure, while I kind of consider myself agnostic at the moment, um, my Roman Catholic background, I'm sure, has a lot of informing my reaction to that film. So it is what it is. Um, it's probably it's, – it, it, it's, it's one of many, I think, divisive films that came out this year. Um, I'm sure one of which we're going to mention yet again rather soon. 
Well, well, when, when Canadians make a film, it has to suck. <laughs> Just oh, but in regards to Nefarious, I would encourage people to that's put, a aside, physics law. put aside that's any, a- any uh, issues you have with hearing beliefs that you're, are not your personal beliefs. Um, just accept that other opinions are, are a thing, um, and concentrate on the acting and the story because it's kind of cool. That's right, the right. important part anyway. That's what you're going for. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like I like what you said, uh, Barrett. Like some actors are, are assholes or, or terrible people or whatever. And, you know, you know I, I don't like t- um, uh, Sean Penn's politics necessarily, but he's, he's still one of my favorite actors. Jane Fonda, I don't like her politics. And when I was a kid up to my, all my teenage years and into my 20s, she was my favorite actress. And I just looked at them as – their their work. I don't care about what they do behind this off screen because it has nothing to do with whether or not they're they're good performers or directors or whatever. And so I, I, I agree a hundred percent with you, Barrett, that uh um to like someone or dislike someone for something that has nothing to do with what we're judging, which is is, is a film good or not, is stupid. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's all good. It's, it is what it is. It's, yeah. So I like what you said too, Eric, which is, you know, just, uh, people have different opinions, you know, whatever. And, uh, like you said, what we're, you know, like you like this film because it was a great film. Yep. So, uh, um, what I will say is you, one thing you've mentioned, there's only 30 some odd films. Yeah. Over yeah. All the years we've had 60. Yeah. Um, I think that's telling because, uh, when I looked at – and I looked at a number of lists at the end of the year, which I probably shouldn't do because it might be influencing my thinking on movies. Part of it is to see do other people – like we debated is Godzilla minus one a horror movie um, and, and among and other things. And you know, so if, if other people are putting it on there or not, um, that helps inform that decision. But it also helps point me in the direction of movies that I have missed or skipped for that year. And really, there were only three that were pretty consistently on top ten lists that I had not seen. Um, actually, four. Uh, Pope's Exorcist, I saw a few people mention. I wouldn't say that was consistent. You Sarah the Bone Woman, I saw on a lot of people's lists. Uh, Hell House LLC, Origins, The Carmichael Manor, and uh, which is all one film, the, the long-ass title. And then VHS uh, 95, or 85. So I watched the Hell House and I watched the VHS before the end of the year. I did not get a chance to get to Yucera or to Pope's Exorcist. But that was it, right? Usually I'll have like a list of like 10 films. And I still have like a list of films I would I would have liked to get to, but I didn't feel a burning need like uh, like the Rangers film uh, Hell uh, Heard. I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, so there's others that I would have liked to catch, but yeah, nothing that just said, no, you must see this now. So, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of convergence on everybody's list this year. Sure, sure. Yep. Yeah, and it makes sense um, because, again, it was probably a weak year and uh, there wasn't many films people said, oh, you got to see, you know. I mean, uh, at least at least that was my experience. Um, so, yeah. Um, and the odds are pretty good if you like if you saw anything, any of these lists. You could almost bet number one is either going to be Talk to Me or When Evil Lurks. Evil Dead Rise is going to be in the top five. 
And then the question is, where does Godzilla rank? And did they include it on the horror list? That's basically what it is. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 uh, makes sense. Um, uh, because yeah, I, I haven't read many lists. Actually, I haven't looked at any lists at all. But the buzz around films like When Evil Lurks and uh, Talk to Me and, and whatnot um, showed me that that they would have been high. Um, I stated uh, that I didn't bother seeing Talk to Me um, because uh, um, people uh, that I talked to about it were all excited about it and after they saw it they said it was it was a really good film but it, it wasn't as the hype was a little little too much and at the time it was only at theaters and, and so I, I never uh bothered going to see it because uh of that and then uh I just forgot about it by the time it came out on VOD. Um so that's the only one in, in the top ten that I, I have not seen um on on the the um the Cume top ten, the one where all the four lists are combined. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can get into some of the films on the top ten uh, main list, but also each of our individual lists as well. Um, and uh, shout out a couple of films um, that uh, may have flown under the radar for some of other of us, or were liked much more than. Uh, some of the other folks here. Uh, so let's start with you, uh, Barrett. Um, yeah, you, I see you did have VHS 85 on your list uh, at number 19. And um, give me a little of your thoughts on that film uh, because uh, we, we haven't really talked too much about it. Um, I enjoyed it. It it Again, this whole – when you get past the top ten on my list – there's so much, like Mike said, that are interchangeable. It, this list went through many iterations for me. I had a really hard time deciding. There, I ranked most of them at three and a half stars when I looked on Letterboxd, and I was like, do I still feel that way? Do I not feel that way? Um, so I was moving things around constantly, trying to figure out what order I wanted to put things in. Um, VHS 85 made it there because... There's some imagery in that movie that just kind of sticks with me, and it it just the way it was filmed, I liked it. It worked for me. Um, it's not perfect. That's why it's pretty far down on my list. Um, but it, it was a decent entry, I think, into the franchise. Was there any pieces of that film that were outstanding that if they were – its own film would they have been a top 10 or was it in other words did it drop to number 19 for you because even if there was some really great stuff there was just some mediocre as a lot of anthologies are or was the whole film just a 19 rated 19 film for you um i thought the very first sequence was really really good i thought the interludes that were supposed to you know it's kind of like the connective tissue um that one didn't really work for me um and it kind of reminded me of another film so that kind of kind of hurt that portion of the story um and the first the first part actually affects a later part and it's kind of neat how they do that so i think the the inner the interlude parts is what kind of brought it down for me because i didn't like that as much all right, and there was good. also there was one other piece of that. There was 
this is a found footage movie, and they had one that was entirely in Spanish and it was subtitled. Now I know yeah. they have to, because it'd be pointless not to, because I couldn't understand it. But if it's found footage, how do they have it subtitled? I don't know. That just kind of bugged <laughs> me. But <laughs> that kind of helped bring it down a little bit too. That that little piece right there. But I, it had um, cool imagery. So I did watch Features eighty five. Yes, uh, did. My my favorite segment by far was the one with the uh, the videos getting sent to uh, the police. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, that was. And it was directed by a. Uh, I think it was directed by Scott Derrickson. So. That yeah, makes sense. Scott Derrickson was in it. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised that he was participating in this because uh, he's he's done a lot of Hollywood films. But uh, it makes sense that he would bounce back and forth like a lot of these uh, filmmakers. Well, and they uh, had an actor that I really like from Six Feet Under in it. Um, came off oh, that. oh, that's pretty cool that they, they got someone like that. Um, yeah, now, I, I really – I actually didn't think – for the first time, well, I don't think they were all equally strong, but I like all the segments. I actually like the wraparound segment for a wraparound segment. Most wraparound segments are very lame or pointless. My only problem is that the the wraparound segment ends and thus the entire film ends. And what's really just a visual gag that I felt anticlimactic to me Um Yes, yeah. and, and and again, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. And some people may love it, right? I mean, it's, I, it's just for me, it didn't quite work. Uh, it certainly didn't work as a way to end it. Um, and then, but I think the first segment was its best to me because I did not see it coming. Uh, and then the rest were 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 of variable quality. But I didn't dislike any of them. I wasn't bored by any of them. Uh, this was probably one of the stronger VHS films for me. Yeah, um, I would agree with but, that. Uh, but it just kind of barely missed uh, at the end for me. Because while I liked the first segment a lot, I didn't like any of the other segments quite enough to put it over the top. But it was in, like, my 20 to 25 range. Sure, sure. The second segment had some good stuff in it, though. Uh, but, yeah, it's fair. Um, now, uh, Barrett, uh, out of all your other lists, um, the only other film that... Hasn't been an episode. Uh, well, Saw Act Ten was we we can talk a little bit about that, and and then and some of these episodes are still in the queue that haven't been released yet, to believe it or not. Uh, but Hell House LLC Origins. Uh, so you did see that, and you have it at number ten in your top ten. Uh, tell us a little bit about that film. Um, it's kind of a prequel, kind of a, I don't know how to explain what it is, um, but I really like, uh, clown, creepy clowns in movies, so I'm just partial to the Hell House movies, and I, I thought this one was pretty well done. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's creepy, <laughs> as it's supposed to be, um, and it's got that documentary feel to it, which I think is partly why it gets me as well. I like those movies that are pretend documentaries. So that kind of pulled it up for me. All right. right. So, and um, uh, so it lived somewhat up to the hype that, that some of the people that have it on their top 10 list. For me, for me, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's number 10. So it's not like it didn't beat out a lot of movies for me, but um, yeah. yeah. Like, for example, Dark Harvest is in my list at number nine. Now, I don't know that I was as nice to that film in our when we talked about it, but 
there's just some imagery and the monster in it that just get me and that pulls it higher, you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, now for Saw 10, uh, you actually had that as number 12. Uh, and a lot of people liked that film and said it was one of the better entries in the franchise. Uh, your, your, your thoughts on it besides giving it a, the 12th spot. It was higher when I first started this, but then I started thinking about, you know, was it original? Did it do anything for me that other other movies on this list did? And it kind of got pushed down because of that. I mean, I love the Saw movies. I love the torture porn movies. And it should have been higher, but it just kind of, I don't know. I like the scenes in it, but it fell a little flat for me when I compared it to these others. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Mike or Eric, uh, any questions for Barrett or things you want to bring up or, or talk about? Anything no, I, just, I also saw, saw 10. Um, I had a 17 on my list. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, there were just some, what, what held it down a little bit for me was that just there's an aspect of the movie where uh, our, our buddy uh, Jigsaw <laughs> really need to have some psychic abilities in order for things to turn out the way they did. <laughs> um, and that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, but, but it was, it was fun watching, watching the trip. Um, so it ended up on my list. Is, is it a, a prequel? Because isn't he supposed to be dead, right? It's kind of shoved in between one and two. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's another one that was in that somewhere after 20 range. And I enjoy it. I, I, I've always enjoyed the Saw films without necessarily just being in love with them. Um, yeah. I, 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 but the, the, the best thing is uh, in Saw is uh, John Kramer. Uh, what's the actor's name? Um, Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell. And and I think if you could go – if you talk to the producers of Saw and – and gave them the chance to go back in time and, and fix anything, I think would be killing him off in episode in, in the third film, Boiler Warning. Um, because they spend the rest of the series trying to figure out how to bring him back in some way without doing some Jason Lives mystical stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so this was the second. I think that's almost entirely a flashback. Um, but And I enjoyed it, but my problem with it is that it's it's still – really stretches credibility at points that, like you said, that there's some psychic powers going on. And <laughs> I think it's interesting that while everyone remembers the, like the bear trap, the reverse bear trap on the, uh, in, in the first movie really was the first saw trap was just a guy or two guys with a, their legs handcuffed together and a saw. Right. Um, it was yep. such a simple ingeniously simple and, and, and horrific, thought and and yet they just keep getting more and more grandiose with these devices and i understand why bigger is better but um i kind of like it when they were they were just really simple things you know yeah, making the, 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 through the through the pit of needles you know still kind of gets me <laughs> the first one was just an unbelievable classic i remember watching it because I said it was one of those horror films franchises. I had never seen any of them. I might as well finally see the first R and see how it is. And, and it, the reason it was popular and, and a great film Dude. is because it, it's a great film. I'm telling you, very few uh, theater-going experiences 
have ever thrilled me as much as the ending of the first Saw movie. I was so fucking happy when I walked out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome ending. It that was. was such a great ending. Yeah, that was a great film. Unbelievable film. Yeah, maybe that that'll be one of our, you know, every fiftieth episode. That that's a great film. Um, all right, anything else on Barrett's list? Anybody wanted to bring up Barrett? Any, anything you wanted to bring up uh, to specifically point out? Or, or I'm just surprised that Mike didn't have Cocaine Bear higher than me. He said he was going to be number one when it came out last year. I'm just oh, saying. I had to. No, well, this is like golf. I had to give it a handicap so other films had a chance. <laughs> Well, who could have foreseen Godzilla minus one? Well, exactly. So I gave it, and I, I just started <laughs> off with giving it a ten point penalty, and and it, and it managed to make its way down to twelve. So there you go, there you go. Uh, all right. So uh, anything else, Barrett? You wanted to bring up on your list? I'll just bring up again that follow her and talk to me should have been on my list. Um, it would have pushed VHS 85 and the offering off of there, but those two probably would have been in my top 10 if I'd have remembered them. So I'm kicking myself for that, but you know, it is what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And we put the list uh, together today. Usually we, we, we do this episode later in the year, meaning like the third week of January. And, and we have more time to uh, go through the list and, and say, Oh, did we, anybody forget this movie? And, and then, we were able to fix it and stuff, but uh, uh, this year uh, we're doing it earlier than usual and, because, again, as like Mike said, there really wasn't much more to see. And um, also, um, um, it, it's uh, just you know t- time time wise to to get it all together. In, in well, that and time. I need to get as good as Eric at filling out my letterbox because those two <laughs> it, those two it should really help, man. My yeah. um, put my list together did not take long. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if there's anything else, Barrett, list nope. people want to bring up, we can we oh. can talk about it as we go. Oh, there's nothing something else, Barrett. No, no. I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. So Sorry. let's go to Mike. <laughs> Mike. Uh, let me, let's take a look at your f- list here. Uh, pretty much uh, everything on your list has been an episode, except for two films, and that is Talk to Me and. Uh, Renfield. Renfield. Thank you. Thank you. This one was so. Uh, Mike, first, talk, tell us a little bit about Talk to Me and Renfield. Uh, talk to Me is um, it's a movie made by a couple of YouTubers. Apparently, uh, it's the latest A twenty four film. I, I would, I don't know that it does anything that we haven't seen. It's it's a possession film. It's yet another possession film. It is a variation on The Ring. Um, or it follows, right? yeah. yeah, and so that's why I think, or at least for us, it might seem a little overrated because there isn't much that's original in it. I know some people were used a bit by the ending, um, but I think what it does, it does really, really well. Um, and let's be honest. Originality is not usually the hallmark of horror films. It's execution. And I think what it does is it just executes beautifully. Um, when we get into individual awards, there might be some uh, some nods here, uh, one or two for me. Uh, it might actually have – I don't – it has, like, maybe my favorite makeup of the year. There's a lot of good makeup this year um, where there's a character who inflicts uh, self-harm. 
and 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 wears makeup through the rest of the film, uh, which I thought was just disturbing um, because it's not death makeup; it's battered and bruised makeup. Um, well, yeah. So that's that's talk to me. Okay. And what about Renfield? Renfield, I liked uh, one because it's um, it's fun. I like horror comedies, um, and this is like an action horror comedy with Nicolas Cage playing Dracula. Um, it's silly. Uh, it's it's not it's enjoyable. Uh, I mean, the most for me, the, the most unbelievable bit being that Aquafina is a, a kick-ass police detective. Uh, <laughs> um. But I enjoy the fact that they kind of like uh, Zelig or uh, Forrest Gump put Nicolas Cage at the beginning of the film into the original Godzilla film, uh, not Godzilla, no, the original Dracula film in place of Lugosi. So this is intended to be seen as a sequel to the Universal story, or at least makes homages to that. Uh, Nick Cage, because he's Nick Cage, has to do everything in the Nick Cageiest way possible. Actually had his teeth shaved so he could wear appli- special appliances for his teeth for this film. What a freak. This is fucking insane. Yeah, um, that just sounds painful. That <laughs> sounds like, but it, but it said, who would do such a thing? Nick Cage better have been. Yeah, under Nick top Cage three is the exists. answer. Yeah. Did he get drunk yeah. for leaving Las Vegas? Uh, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but I was just. This is a film that I was. Exp- really was expecting nothing from and I walked out of the theater with a with a smile on my face um it, it was what it, it bombed terribly at the box office and this is another one had a budget and just nobody went to see it uh, I did but, end up uh watching this on uh video on demand um with my friends Dan and Susie and we all had a hoot watching it it's it's very very entertaining it just it didn't yeah. even cross my mind as a top 20 horror film because it wasn't scary at all i saw it in the theater five days before it went into streaming <laughs> what well then that's that's the question with horror comedies or in comedy is when does it cross the line from horror to comedy right um mm-hmm. you know and it's and and the evil dead films i think are like the the perfect example of watching a series i think the original trilogy like inch closer and closer to that line with each entry. And I don't know if it ever quite crosses over it, but I mean, certainly army of darkness is far more, I think funny than it is scary. Although it might have stuff that scares small children. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I know, uh, like Dan Lynch, uh, I should have asked him to, uh, give us a top 10 list too. I completely forgot to do so. I, I was just thinking of the people that, um, have joined us. Um, you know, regularly versus um, every so often, like Dan. Uh, but I know he liked Renfield a lot. Um, so that 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 uh, it, it was to... highly entertaining. I, I'm not going to deny that. I just uh, like it didn't. It, I was not scared for one moment during that movie. Right. Right. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. wasn't scared for most of these films. I like. I didn't yeah. have Hell House LLC on my my top ten list. It was again in that twenty to twenty five or thirty range. It did have some creepy moments in it. Uh, but I mean, did I have any moments in Godzilla minus one that scared me? Not really, you know, or, uh, right. you know, or thanks. Well, actually Thanksgiving had, you know, or, or had one thing that, that might've, uh, 
unnerve me a little bit. I think you understand the point I'm making, though. Here it is. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I totally yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. I, I well, get it. right, right. It, it's but part I did of see it thing. on other top ten lists, which is why I was fine with doing it. Right, right, right. And, and you know, I mean, it, it, even though it is more comedy than horror, it does have a vampire. It does have a classic monster in it. You know, Godzilla could have been tossed in to the other list because we've done that before with, like, Skull Island and things like that. So, yeah. you, know, you know, certain films can, can flip-flop back and forth based off of uh, where they fall. And, and uh, yeah, Renfield, uh, Dracula, that, that's fine, even even if it's, it's a comedy. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, would, would we would have thrown on as a horror film, too, if, if it popped up this year, for example. But it's all good. Uh, or, or that one um, from Australia. Uh, I mean, New Zealand. Uh, what's the name of that one? Uh, the Shadow. Something in the, something, something in the Shadows. Yeah, 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 like that. A couple of years ago, we considered that horror, too. So, um, All right, uh, any other films you wanted to bring up on your list? Uh, most Again, we, we've done episodes on every other one. So this year, it shows you that with the low amount of films that are on our, our list this year, a total of 33, if we don't include that Hunter Killer one, oh. like, um, most of them we've done episodes for, whether they've been released or not. Uh, so go ahead, Mike. What are you going to say? Well, usually my, my my number 20 pick is is going to be a film that I just want to give a, a shout-out to because by the time you get there, you're you're splitting fine hairs, right, between which one you like better or worse than the others. Um, and the main – the other contenders I was juggling for that. So I mentioned Hunt Her, Kill Her, which is just a nice, simple thriller, uh, low-budget, sought in theaters. Um, it's not – Reinventing the wheel—it's never going to be number one on a list, but I think it deserved a shout out. I would, and so I wanted to give that a shout out. Follow her ended up getting it, which we did an episode about. So please go back and check that. And it's one of those—it is one of these films we did earlier in the year, and I kind of completely forgot about. Um, thankfully, I—it was on Eric's list. Uh, I, I actually just ended up watching that recently because uh, there were there were a few episodes this year I was unable to attend. That was that was one of them. So I didn't actually watch that until like the last week and a half. Um, and I, I was I was it's a good movie. I'm glad I got it in. So it made my list. Yeah, and, and we want to thank the, the screenwriter, who was also the main actress. As well as the director, uh, who who uh, we interviewed actually on, on a separate episode. So, uh, so yeah, uh, continue, Mike. And and the other one was uh, the Blackening, which is is a dark comedy. Um, but it plays it, but it's play, but plays its heart straight. Um, and you just, you just got to watch the trailer to catch the premise of it's just a, a group of black people get together in a Cabin in the woods to celebrate nights for a house in the woods to celebrate Juneteenth um, and stumble and then stumble across um, a game that that called the blackening, uh, which is clearly terribly racist. Um, and they're threatened to uh, and to be to be killed. And one of the like the, the premise of the trailer is that um, it's going to kill whichever one of them is the blackest. And then they argue amongst themselves which of them is the blackest person there. Um, now, this is a film that would be horribly racist and offensive if it was made by white people, but it was not. It was made by and for a black guy. I'm sure there's stuff in the film that I miss, jokes that went way over my head uh, because it, it, I'm not obviously of that ethnic group or in that ethnic wait, culture. Wait, wait, wait. Mike, are you telling us that you don't fully understand the black experience? 
Um, I have a, I have, you know, obviously I have a, a, a toe or two in the, in the waters there, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, I'm, you do uh, call us homies a lot. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, yeah, dog. I don't know. I don't, but, but I, but I thought, but it was, it was, it had some good horror moments, but it was also a, like a, a genuinely funny film. Um, and so I definitely would recommend it. Um, if you can catch, I know it's, it's available to stream. So, uh, those were the four that I was juggling for that 20th spot. Um, and you mentioned films that I wasn't on the episode for that was Influencer, uh, that you weren't on. I wasn't on for Influencer. I caught that about uh, two weeks ago uh, with Pam, and I like that a lot. Um, it certainly gets my vote for maybe the uh, most visually beautiful horror film, if not of all time, then of the year. Uh, because, boy, do they do they sell going to uh, uh, was it Thailand? Thailand? Yeah, yeah, to Thailand. Um, and what did Pam think of that film? Oh, she liked it. Yeah, uh, I didn't okay. think it was a it was a smidgen predictable, but the you know the novel right. did, did it did it get a fair review by you, Mike? Even because we know it was made by Canadians. <laughs> well, again, you know, uh, you, I mean, then you have to handicap it the other way, right? Because you know, well, God help them, they tried. Um. So. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a fairly uh, uh, good film. That's good, and 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 also context. You know, I like horror comedies, so they 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 can float a little higher on their list than there might be others. And I like monster movies, so those might also get a little bit higher on my list uh, than they will for other people, um, just because those are my personal preferences. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, anybody have any questions for Mike's list? Anyone? Well, you know, why, why is that film too high or too low or anything like that? Anyone? No, I was just uh I was kind of surprised to see uh Knock at the Cabin frankly on anybody's list cuz I didn't think it was exceptional. Um and I was really surprised to see it in Mike's top 10. Uh so what what are some of the things you liked about that movie, Mike? Well, I to me it's a Twilight Zone story in a in a way. And and it's probably it's it's a 2-hour Twilight Zone movie so you can it's a story so maybe it's too long. Uh I just like the concept and I really, I really loved Dave Bautista's performance in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll agree that was fantastic. And that and and that buoys a lot of the film for me. Um, I do know people who uh, who are pissed on the film because it never gives you the apocalypse that it's that they want to see. But I, I think I said that in the review. It's an M Night Shyamalan movie. You. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. He always tells the story from a side perspective. Very rarely is he going to. Right. Not, that's, a, that's not, not the story he's trying to tell. There. Right. So I'm, yeah. I'm not faulting it for being what it is, and I wasn't expecting it to be what it is. But a lot of people just see, oh, it's a story promising an apocalypse. I'm there expecting it. What was the movie with? Was was it The Rock? Was 2012 or something like that? Some Doomsday. Oh uh, no, uh, uh, San Andreas. San Andreas or something like that. Yeah, it's not going to be that. It's not trying to be that, and so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to knock it. And and really, it, it's just I like the premise. And in a, in another year, right? This is this is kind of this would be further down my list. Um, mm-hmm. If if I could it, add my opinions to it, because I my it made my list too. It made uh, number uh, eight eighteen or something. I don't even remember. But but uh, it was. 
Seventeenth, uh, seventeenth place. Um, yeah, if it didn't have Dave Bautista's performance in it, it would not have been on my list. Arc, honestly, mm-hmm. Dave Bautista was the one Same. and only reason why yeah. it made my list. And again, if this was another year, it wouldn't even made my list, even with Dave Bautista's performance, because because again, this is a weaker year, and so. It was just a struggle at that point for me. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, why, why would Mike have it in his top ten? But, you know, it's okay. That, that's his opinion. But but uh, for me, um, it, it was Dave Bautista. And, and, and also the, the – No, I'm the, not slamming anybody. I was just curious because they didn't do it for him. That's all. Yeah, but I no, do no, agree no, that Dave Bautista yeah. had a fantastic performance. Yeah. Oh, if you're going to ask me things that stood out to me this year, it's it's one of those things is his performance. And I'm not lying when I say pretty much once you get down to about nine or ten, you're like, I I I could shuffle. No, I hear you, man. Up. I hear you. So uh, <laughs> if you wanted to swap that with Dark Harvest, I, and I I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have noticed. I wouldn't have been like, hey, how come yeah, Dark Harvest yeah. is in the top ten and not knock at the cabin? Nope, that I would not have mm-hmm. picked it up on that. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way, but, but well, when I get to my list, I'll explain that. But um, yeah, all right, that's a fair question. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, if anybody has anything else on their list, uh, I, I mean, on Mike's list that they wanted to bring up, um, he had Cobweb pretty high. He had Venus pretty low. Now we already did episodes on most of these, so yeah, okay. yeah, we sure did. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Uh, if there's anything else, we can always go back. Uh, all right, so Eric, uh, your list here. So your list, um, similar, we, we did uh, pretty much episodes on every film there except for Saw, 10, Talk to Me, and The Conference. And um, and we did mention Follow Her that you weren't on the episode and you just recently saw it, and you actually had a pretty pretty good spot. Um, so you want to talk about any of those four films there? Um, wow, you you threw tells at me I wasn't expecting. What were they again? Uh, saw ten, uh, follow her, um, talk to me, and the conference. Oh, the conference is the one I was expecting you to ask me about. Uh, yeah, follow her. Um, I watched it simply because I felt I should, just because it was something you guys did an episode on. Um, and I was, I was frankly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, and I particularly enjoyed the ending of the movie. Um, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, making a commentary about, uh, uh, social influencers and their priorities. It's kind of cool. Um, and then, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, I enjoyed talk to me. Um, I want to watch it again. I actually got it on disc um, because everybody was blowing the movie when it came out. So when I went to see it in the theater, I was a little bit, I was like, oh, it's good, but it's not that good. Um, But uh, I want to watch it again because the more I think about it, the more I think I need to understand it more. Um, There are some things that could be interpreted different ways, and I don't know if I was interpreting everything correctly during my first watch. So I want to give it another go um, and and see what's up Um, because I believe that part of the story is that some of the characters are being misled, and I'll just leave it at that because we 
if we get desperate for material in 2024, we might circle back around to that one. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed talking to me. It was good. Um, and then, um, what else? Saw 10. Yeah, it was fine. Like, like I said, it was just the, the psychic abilities of, of Jigsaw that bugged me on that one. Uh, but traps are fun. Uh, yeah, if that's what you're looking for, check it out. Um, and the conference, I got to give a tip of the hat to Mr. Watson on the conference. Um, cause last week I asked him to look over my letterbox list and see if there were any holes in it. Um, uh, titles he thought I should check out that weren't on there. And that was one of the ones he mentioned. It's actually on Netflix. Um, it is a Swedish slasher. And um, one of the things I liked about it is that it's basically the premise is that um, a bunch of people that work for a corporation go on a retreat to this place, uh, but it's a working retreat. So they're going to talk about work while they're there. And frankly, um, like most of the characters in the movie are caricatures of people that you run into in corporate settings. And I've worked with all of them. So it was kind of triggering for me. I was like watching it going, Oh fuck. I had that conversation with somebody yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's also kind of enjoyable that it's a slasher that does not involve uh, teenagers. Uh, these are all grown-ass adults uh, getting chopped up in this movie, so it's kind of cool. Sounds like uh, that Christopher Smith film, Severance. Right, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it shares DNA. Yeah. Better or worse? Um, I think Severance is probably funnier. Um. But they both got they they both got their key points. If you're if you're looking for humor, Severance is probably the better bet. This is probably a better horror movie. All right, sounds good. Um, all right. So, anything else on Eric's list that we want to bring up? And Eric, uh, anything that you wanted to point out that even though we did episodes mostly on all these films, um, just that I was. Kind of pleasantly surprised that Evil Dead Rise maintained its spot at the top on my list uh, when it came out. I, I said at that point, this is number one. Somebody's going to have to knock it off, and nobody did. Man, that movie's a blast. I love it. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a great film. Uh, I, I was the same way. It was it was pretty close to, like, how was it going to be topped? Uh, it, it did get topped, but it still made my top three, I think, or four. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great film. Uh, I was so surprised how great that film was, especially after how I thought the last one was. Right. I went into it with not even zero expectations. I went into it with negative expectations after the fiasco of the remake in 2013. So I was, I was, I went in expecting to hate it and I ended up loving it. Yep. Same here. Identical. Uh, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I got pushed down to number four, but that's just because there were some. Really awesome movies for me that just kind of pushed me. Well, and we all have a lot of the same stuff towards the like top five. So yeah, and I like I thought there was stuff that I saw people complain. Well, why'd you put in Los Angeles? It didn't make a difference. Well, the city didn't make a difference. It was always going to be something claustrophobic, you know, because it wasn't because it wasn't going to be a seventy million dollar movie, you know. But I do think they took advantage of being set in an apartment building than being set in a cabin. Mm -hmm. Loved the hallway sequence through the, the the view the the uh, viewport, right? The peephole in the door. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I was listening to have, somebody talk about this movie. I think it was uh, it was Dave Z over on the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, uh, and he was saying that like in the ones that are set in the cabin, you've got like the trap door where the evil is on the other side taunting, right? And he said to him, it was the apartment door in this movie where they were doing the same thing. Uh, that was right. Like, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you wanted to point out, Eric, on your list? No, I'm good. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, um, my let list, me, yeah. I, I did want to ask, um, Eric, I Eric. see that you, you, I'm just curious cause I may be misremembering the episode. Um, you had scream six on your list. I saw scream six on a lot of people's best of lists and, Mm-hmm. I thought it was overrated. I think it had some great sequences, but I don't. I didn't remember you being that fond of it. Am I wrong? I I had a great time watching that movie. Um, the reason it fell is that some really dumb shit happens at the end of that movie. Uh, okay. All right. So we're so we were on the same page then. Yeah. Um. For for seventy five percent of that movie, I was just having a blast, and then. At the end, they, like, try and do stuff to make you not be able to guess it, and then they, like, do other stuff so that some people survive when they probably shouldn't. And by the end of it, I was just like, oh, man, you were doing so good. <laughs> it stayed <laughs> high on my list. I still liked most of that movie. Yeah, it stayed high on my yeah. list because I just love the screen films. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I understand that Ghostface is awesome. But for me, um, yeah, I, I felt this film uh, had too much um, – uh, what was the term when you know a character's not going to die? Uh, plot, armor. plot armor. Plot armor, yeah. I felt the two girls were mm-hmm. a plot armor, and I was like yep. – I was like, yeah, and, and as a result, it, it took away a lot of the the suspense and, and worries that I had for some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And, so, and as a result, it um, I, didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of it. But I, I could see uh, it still had some fun points, seeing Ghostface and all that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it also stayed high on my list because the one before it, I thought was not nearly as good. So this one, I, I would agree got with a, that assessment. Yes, yeah, it got a push from that because I thought it was so much better than the one before it. Yeah, this that is the one that had – the six was the one that had Samara weaving in it right at the very beginning. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. That was actually the best scene of the whole film, I think. You're, you're, you're right. No, the beginning, the beginning of that movie knocked my socks off, uh, <laughs> which is why the ending kind of disappointed me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and right. I think the, the plot armor bit, saw – no, saw a Scream isn't well known, I, I think, at this point for getting rid of its legacy characters. Um, not everyone not, – now – and they they didn't do that this time, um, and that wouldn't be so bad if they didn't give themselves the perfect opportunity to do that. Just, just yeah. for several characters in this one, yeah, that yeah. got hurt. Yeah, and yeah. one in particular was was egregious. Like, yeah. there's no way that person could have survived. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, what? Oh, fuck off! Yeah, the yeah. behavioral health thing to. Kind of pissed me off in that one, you know, with it, where she was seeing somebody that it was just kind of silly. And then the other thing too, um, the, the the characters this in this film and the prior film, the two leads, I didn't really I have any investment in either of them really. I mean, they were good characters, but I mean, it wasn't like Sydney or or 
uh, Courtney Cox's character or David Arquette's character. So it was like, um, I, I didn't even really care if they, they were wiped out, to be honest. And there was pot on her anyway, so it didn't even matter. But, you know, it's uh, solid enough, solid enough. Uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? Or Eric, you want to point out, Mike? Mike? All right, I guess we're done there. <laughs> All right, so uh, for me, um, yeah, so every film I saw on my list, it, we did episodes on or have an episode in the queue to release. So there's nothing that came out of nowhere like sometimes I, I do. Um, but I, I will say between episode, uh, my sixth choice to my 13th choice, um, especially, and I, I, those those are eight films right there. Are were completely interchangeable in a sense. So well, then you should put Thanksgiving at number six because that would make everyone have chose it at number six. You know why? You know, you know why? You messed that's it up, not, man. That's a fair point. <laughs> I, and it probably would have been at number six or in my top ten if they had the, the the cheerleading killing that they had in the in the. Oh thing. yeah, that pushed it down for you. Yep, big yep. time. That, that I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and that's the reason why I dropped out of my top ten because it wasn't the grindhouse film I thought it was going to be, even if it was a good film. Um, so yeah, so uh, I guess it was a couple of surprises for me uh, in the top five, and I'm, I'm surprised uh, a bit. Um, now you're killing me. Um, I know I loved that film when we were doing an episode on it, while everybody else was thought it was just okay or mediocre or whatever. But I, I think I liked that film so much. Uh, first of all, I just liked it. But I also remember we had done like five terrible films before, <laughs> five weeks in a row. And then suddenly this film popped up and it was like, it's the greatest film ever. That was another <laughs> terrible film. Uh, <laughs> but for me, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like, oh, my God, I'm saved finally after five shit films. It was for a while in my top 20, Phil, but with all my fiddling, it finally fell out of it. So, Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but I had it at, in my top five. I had it as my fifth. I, that's how highly I enjoyed yeah, that, it. Yeah, that I don't get, but that's okay. <laughs> we each have our own list. Yeah, even, right. even adjusting for, I know, your own particular predilection for – Boobs and behavioral health individuals, and uh, I, and, I, and I grays. Don't quite and grays, which, but this is, but that's, there's no, I'm, I'm not misremembering, there are no grays in this. No grays in this one, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't, I don't, I still don't quite understand your love for the movie. Um, you know, I can understand why I might like a movie like Hobweb more than, or, or The Boogeyman more than most people because it's just a monster movie. I don't know why, like, why you like that that much. I'm not knocking you for it, it's just you were definitely an outlier on that. Yeah, I guess I was. Uh, I, I, yeah, for some reason that film just worked for me. Uh, I liked the characters. Um, I felt the teenagers were more realistic, uh, without being completely annoying in a lot of these young people slasher type films. Um, and, and so, so it, for whatever reason, it, it 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 was it was pretty solid for me. Um, and then Venus, I had as number two, and it was actually my number one for a long time. Um, and there's two, there's a couple of reasons for it. Obviously, Mike will say one is, well, there's a hot woman that started and that, that's fair, but it had witches and witches are my second favorite horror monster. And they were friggin' scary as hell in this film. And it had Cthulhu 
the stuff. <laughs> and, and so, so it was a really great film. I thought I, I just loved that film. Venus was a great film. The ending uh, didn't live up to the rest of the film, but it was still a solid ending. But the witches, the the mafia, the the um, the evil uh, cults. I mean, it, it just had everything that I would love in it. And, and it well, had a hot chick that led the star. I, I will say I, I enjoyed that movie. Not as much as you did. Um, but if you had not forced me against my will to count cocaine bear as a horror movie, then it would have been my number 20. That is true. Yeah. When we've put cocaine bear and pulled it from the speculative to the horror, it knocked off your film as the number 20. That is a fair point. Uh, but yeah, I was actually surprised that it was so low on everybody else's list. Cause for some reason it just felt like, uh, a sister or brother to evil dead rise to me. That's why it went lower on my list because it felt if I was going to compare the two, they were very similar and which one's better evil dead rise. Yeah, see, so I had I, I had Evil Dead Rises three and Venus is two on my, mm-hmm. my list. I, I think if we're really being fair and honest here, though, um, Cocaine Bear should have been the top of both lists. Are <laughs> non are? I agree. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Mike. It had a lot of comedy in it, and then it went weird when when Ray Liotta's character showed up at the end. But when that bear, uh, Cocaine Bear had some pacing issues, and that's why it wasn't higher on my list. Th- that's that's true. fair. That's true. But it did, yeah. It's a running joke. Yes, sacrilege. I'm scared of bears, and and they freak me out. But, but <laughs> the, the the two killings in hey, this film, hey, Phil. like, like hey, Phil. yeah, yeah, <laughs> very funny. Um, but <laughs> but that, well, I walk in the woods all the time with my dog, and I'm just always worried I'm just going to walk into a bear. And we had bears walk in our backyard many times. But either way, aren't um, they cute? They are, but they they can kill you. Um, so, oh, you're so cute. I, oh, my God. One, I, I remember I was walking in the woods, like, earlier this summer, and a deer jumped out in front of me, and I literally freaked because I thought it was a bear. And I was like, oh! Kill yourself? I almost had a heart attack. I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> then you would have soiled yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he soiled but, himself when you just did your little roar. <laughs> But, I think but, he accidentally primed that bear. Uh, bear stuff. But that environmentalist guy, when he was in the tree and he gets his whole insides eaten out, that was and the screams he made when he was dying. That was terrible. And then, <laughs> then, then the, the, those Norwegian people at the beginning, or Swedes, or whatever the hell they were, <laughs> that was um, awesome. <laughs> th- those people, they were they were getting wiped out. That that, that was scary as hell. So so there was, even though they deserved it, because they were stupid. But but the environmentalist, oh my god, that it's get just, a picture with the bear. Yeah, that was bad. But the environmentalist, that poor bastard, he didn't deserve it, and and it was just awful. So I I, I thought that was a scary film. Bear was hungry, man. The ambulance scene. Oh, Uh, yeah. I laughed throughout most of that movie. Yeah. It was hilarious. Oh, my God, the ambulance scene. (laughs) Probably should have put that over my best comedy movie. (laughs) Now, now that said, I do still think the funniest bear-related moment of the year was my mother spraying herself with bear spray. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I'm still uh, astounded that I had no idea what bear spray was until a few years ago. We were talking about that one movie. <laughs> but but um, besides You're Killing Me, which is the only person that had it on their list, and, and, and actually in their top five, 
Uh, every other film, film in my top ten was at least on someone was on other people's lists, even though I did have Venus way higher than everybody else. Um, oh, and Candyland, that, that one was on no one's list either except mine. It um, got pushed out on mine too. It originally, it was in my top twenty. Yeah, and I know Mike, you were, you were considering it at one point as well. Um, yeah, and I and honestly, the fact is, I knew you were going to put it on yours, and so that's why I felt comfortable leaving it off on mine. Um, because like I said, it's that for me that top 20 spot is always a film I just want to pull in that I don't know if anybody else will or I'd be perfectly happy just giving a little bit of a shout out to um, yeah sure and that, that would deserve it we, me and Barrett interviewed the, the lead actress for that too and she was in It Follows uh, so that was pretty cool um, but also Sick uh, I would have had that higher too if, if uh, John Hyman uh, rescheduled his interview that we were going to have with him <laughs> But he did oh, Well, that's vindictive. That is another yeah. vindictive movie. <laughs> well, that's also why uh, no, no, he's a good... been on Mike Flanagan for over a decade. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but but no, no, Hyman's, Hyman's a good guy. Um, but but uh, hopefully he does another Black Summer. That, that's a great show. Yeah, uh, I, I like Sick. I just I didn't love it the way a lot of people did. I, that's another one I saw on a lot of top ten lists. And I'm very happy because I think Hyams uh, has, has been really nice to us. Uh, and 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 then and really that's what this is all about is how nice are you to us, um, but uh, yeah if he gets more success and more profile uh, higher profile even if it means he has to leave us behind, uh, then so be it. Well, and what you're saying about your list, like I had a similar issue with Mike, like starting with uh, let's see where's Megan on my list? I had it at number five, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, everything from number five to beyond my top 20 was all, if you look at Reddit, right, my list on, on letterbox, they're all rated the same. Um, right. And I just had to put them in an order. So it's a little bit arbitrary. Right. Yeah. So it was just your first four that were, were guarantees. The first four were heads and tails above the rest. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And the same with me. It was my first five were, and then everything else was, like I said, for me, it's yes. my first six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a solid list too. What about you, Mike? Your first what? How many? Uh, about four or five. Yeah, I think once I got to Thanksgiving, 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 completely different movie. Once I got to Thanksgiving, it was more that I'm not really putting it this high. I mean, I liked oh. Thanksgiving. We all put it on our list at the same spot, ironically. Um, me, yeah. But I think it's just the fact that it's a just a straightforward, solid, unapologetic throwback horror film. Not yeah, throwback enough that's film. cool. And that's cool, and that's good. But the idea that that was enough for it to get to, like, the, the mid-tens for most of our lists, that's like, ooh, okay. Well, and I think that's an indication of the kind of year it was. Sure. I know, and I know how fun that movie the, was. the episode, Mike, but I think, I think it was a weak year. And then how yeah. fun that movie was. It kept us all entertained, which I think is part of why it got as high as it did. Yeah, it was, it was a great film. Uh, Mike made a good point. It was a throwback, and maybe not as throwbacky as myself or, or Barrett wanted, but we still both liked it a lot. Um, and it, it was a, a solid film, yeah. especially the beginning. That that first 15 minutes was unbelievable. Yeah. Was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that's it for my list. Anybody want to have questions for me on that list besides what I already mentioned. All right. I do not. Uh, your list makes sense to me knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. There's a go. 
there's a couple titles I do not have on my list that are on yours, and that's, you know, just differences of personality. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so let's go to the cumulative list, uh, the top ten. Uh, any irregularities or anything on it that is not good or is great? Well, just Bear didn't understand the assignment. He had 20. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm still talking about our top ten horror films. The, the oh, 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 okay. Wait, what assignment did I miss? What did I, I miss? Don't, don't, don't worry about it. We're, we're not there yet. We, we'll get to that on the speculative fiction. But I didn't uh, have twenty. Should have. No, we'll, we'll get into it. I said it when we get to it. Hold on. So let's let's get back to the DDP part uh, of the horror list. Uh, so anybody have any thoughts on our main list, our dark discussions cumulative list? What's their, it's a what's solid their... list. Yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty solid for what we got uh, of this year, and um, you know, especially if you look at the first six, I think um, I, I, I like all those films pretty 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 much, um, and I think the, all six of them were probably on a lot of best of lists everywhere. Uh, and that was uh, Godzilla minus one, Evil Dead Rise, Nefarious, When Evil Lurks, Thanksgiving, and Megan. Uh, now the last four on the list, seven, eight, nine, ten, is Dark Harvest, Cocaine Beer, Suitable Flesh, and Talk to Me. Um, Su- Suitable Flesh is the one that I don't think I saw on a lot of top ten lists. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the one that sticks out. Talk to Me, we already said, fell down to ten because one person didn't see it, and then there's another it's person. All their fault. Forgot about it. Right, right, exactly. Um, now, uh, Dark Harvest, uh, that that film I, I had very low um, on the list. I was oh, okay to be wrong. 18, no, 19th place, I think, yeah. So it, it is, you know, uh, a film that I didn't really like that much, but um, it was solid enough. Um, again, I think the, the thing I, I kept on saying about it, which – where me and Barrett kept on saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, it was that the fantasy element of it bothered me. Um, but it's not. Don't want film. fiction in your fiction. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Mike sums it up perfectly with the, the Del Toro thing. Uh, we, we already spent more than enough time on this subject. We don't yeah, have to talk. Shut up and move on. <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else uh, about the list? Anybody wanted to talk about? All right, I guess not. So we'll go into our other list. Now, the speculative fiction list, what's that? That used to be called our other genre list. But what the speculative fiction list means is all dark discussion-y type films but aren't actually straight horror. Uh, so that could – but we also expand it to other films that aren't necessarily dark discussion-y, so things that have fantasy. It's basically out. our non-horror list. Besides dramas. We, we don't We don't have – It's it's all – so in other words, it's fantasy and stuff and science fictiony stuff and throw stuff that wouldn't be considered horror. So we could have like Disney films that are fantasy could could be considered on this list, even though it wouldn't be a dark discussions film. But something like Oppenheimer, which which Mike was thought was a pretty solid film as well as I, uh, couldn't make this list because it's just a straight drama. Um, so that that didn't make this list. So uh, let's get into our list and uh as we met, as Eric was saying uh Barrett had 20 films Mike and Eric had 10 and I only had 8 because I couldn't think of anything you failed uh, oh I thought we were supposed to do 20 okay 
Yeah. So either way, we'll we'll go into the list. And since uh, well, you could have just counted my first ten. Here's the problem: is that Bill had eight films, and they were all Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, well, I would have put the Taylor Swift film as my number one film, but I would have quit the fucking podcast again. Well, that's like again, that's like uh, uh, Oppenheimer, which it, it doesn't qualify because it's not a real, right, it's not right. genre, you know? Um, I mean, I may, I, I guess, I could put it as my best no. film of the year. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you know, either way, it, it was my best film of the year. But we'll, we'll get into the fucking concert. Let's only start uh, with the ten, then. Don't go with anything past that. Well, uh, she said it's going to be all most my crap, which is dumb. Yeah, right. just read ten, Barrett. Yeah, yeah, Barrett. yeah Barrett's crap is dumb. Let's let's just go. With yeah, ten. my stuff's dumb. Let's go to ten to one, then Barrett. <laughs> okay, please begin. Oh, okay. Uh, number ten, Mario Brothers. Number nine, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number seven, Silent Night. Number five, uh, we have a tie. Barbie and John Wick 4. That's the craziest tie ever. Um, I want four. that crossover. Yeah, you too. <laughs> four, what in gold. On, Barrett, I think you're reading the wrong list. Really? Yeah, you're supposed I think to read you're reading your list. list. Oh, my yeah, list. Yeah, oh, it was the cumulative list after, but you'll, you'll get to read the cumulative list. Since you, you, didn't, but, uh, you didn't put mine in there like you did for the horror. You didn't put anybody's in there. For, uh, it's it's in a di- different tab of the spreadsheet. My, my apologies. Wait, that's yes. right. Yeah, you just uh, scroll to the tabs. left. Scroll to the left. Oh, okay. That's what the problem was. <laughs> yep, yep. There it is. All right. I will start at number 10. Yeah. Haunting in Venice. Uh, uh, nope, nope. That's actually number nine because no, are, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're right. You didn't number yeah. this oh. one, Phil. Good job. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't number this one. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So start with the uh, row eleven because that's really number ten because Barrett. This is, is not my day. This is a this is a clusterfuck. It's only half your fault, Barrett. <laughs> number number ten, the creator. Number nine, A Haunting in Venice. Number eight, John Wick 4. Number seven, Dungeons and Dragons. Number six, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number five, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Number four, Blood and Gold. Number three, Master Gardener. Number two, The Artifice Girl. And number one is Silent Night. All right, sounds good. So that's uh, Barrett's top ten. Um, and to make it easier, Mike has his numbers right next to the thing, so that's how you can. Uh, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you go. And that's why I didn't bother numbering Eric because I, I had Mike's already there, so I didn't. I didn't have to. <clears throat> sounds separate. like laziness. <laughs> so anyway, let's go with Mike's top ten list. So Mike, start with number ten and go number one. Yeah, okay. I know a lot of people didn't like my number ten, which was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, I got to be I honest, loved it. Just, I enjoyed it, and I understand the complaints with it. it I thought it was much better than Crystal Skull, uh, but it's also oh, yeah, just sentimental reasons is is put it there. Um, number and and I thought this was not a great year for the the rest of the genre. I thought it was. I liked a lot of the horror. I did not everything that came out this year. I had pretty much problems with. Um, then number nine, I had his Barbie. 
Number eight, I had Super Mario Brothers. Number seven, John Wick Chapter 4. Six, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. That may not have a Part 2. Number five, Artifice Girl. Uh, Number four, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number three, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And number one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I have tried really hard because I'm a comic book nerd not to do too many, like, not to just keep putting comic book movies on the the list, but there were so many this year, and so much of nothing else that, that was worth Totally noting, agree. Yeah. That I ended up with, what, three? Three on the, on the list. Yeah, three. three. And then, and they really were about ten of them on out of the, the 30 films that were not speculative. There were a lot this year. Yeah, yeah, it just showed you how the quality of the of the good ones and the bad ones were, or the good ones and the mediocre ones were, because you had three in your top four, and then you didn't have any more on your list. Uh, and right. it was like you said, a lot of them. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with Eric. Uh, your number ten to number one. All right, I'm just going to preface this real quick by saying that a lot of the titles that are not on my list that appear on other people's list are movies that I did not watch because I did not want to watch them. <laughs> Here we go. Number 10, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Number 9, Leave the World Behind. Number 8, Blood and Gold. Number 7, The Creator. Number 6, Missing. Number 5, John Wick, Chapter 4. Number 4, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> number three, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, which will not have a part two. You don't think so? <laughs> I think it's well, there, and, and, I think it's already been announced. They're not going to call it that. They're going to call it something else. Yeah. yeah oh, really? Changed, oh, I hadn't they, seen they, that. They, oh. they changed the name. They changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Barbie, and number one, The Artifice Girl. All right. Sounds good. Uh, now, for me to preference uh, as well, pre- or preface as well, um, I only have eight on my list, and that's because I can only remember watching eight. So a lot of the films that Barrett had, he had a list of 20, and never mind Mike and Eric's list that had a lot of films uh, I did not see. Uh, so my list is... is uh, I could have sworn you were like talking about Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah, I do. It I have that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I got that on my list. Yeah, that was a great film. Um, so here we go. Uh, number eight uh, was Barbie. Number seven was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number six was Elementals, or the Disney film. Uh, number five was Mario Brothers film. Number four was a German language film, Blood and Gold. Uh, number four, I mean, number three is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Honor Among Thieves. Number two is Artifice Girl. And number one, uh, Paul Schrader's Master Gardener. Um, now, I did plan to watch in the past 48 hours three films that I wanted to watch before the list. I was done. And one was Mission Impossible because I've been seeing that falling on everybody's top ten list everywhere, including real uh, critics, not just um, uh, people like us. Um, and then 
I also uh, wanted to see Hell House in VHS 85. And I did get to see half of VHS 85, uh, but I did not see Hell House. Now, a bunch of other films that were here, uh, I didn't get to see John Wick. Um, and I, I, obviously that would have been a good one to te- take a look at. And I wanted to see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, uh, but I missed that one as well. Um, and then A Haunting of Venice was another one that uh, seemed interesting to check out because uh, it's been on people's lists. Uh, but again, I, I didn't get to see that many films. Um, all right, so... Hey, Phil, the final list has a problem on it. So you sh- you gave Silent Night 20 points from you, and it should have gone to Master Gardener. And that would have pushed Silent Night off the top 10 and pushed Master Gardener on the top 10. Oh, oh, look at that. Yeah, so what did you have Silent Night as? It was my number one, but it would have only yeah. been 20 points. You gave it 40 because you gave it 20 of yours that should have gone to Master Gardener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me change that right now. So That's Master Gardener point. should be number seven because it would be 38 points. You're right. That's a total fuck up. So we're – what? yeah, you're right. All right, so let me do that now. Let me fix that. So I'm going to change that now. Um, do a resort. Uh, Phil's going to have to read the list. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to have to read the list. It seems uh, Barrett. So uh, where is good catch, Barrett? Yeah, I was uh, trying to figure out how Silent Night got in the top ten when I was the only one that had it on my list. That (laughs) is a valid question. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so let me do that. So Silent Night. Okay, so oh no, no, I I have Silent Night as zero. Yeah, that's the sum. Is isn't the sum say twenty, Barrett? No, it says forty on mine. And it's on number seven. As you as twenty. Oh yeah, points. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, you're right. So how the hell did that happen? That's really weird. Okay, so let me let me redo that again. Okay, so now I'm gonna. Have fun editing this. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that was a real quick fix. Okay, so there I resorted. Uh, all right, so sort. By final score. All right, so where is okay? Yeah, you're right. So, so Master God moves into the top ten. Yeah. Okay. It should so be number seven. Yep. It looks okay. like it's number. It looks like it's number number ten because of the uh, it got the aggregate. It has twenty eight points. You had you had it as oh how many points did you have it as Bert? I had it as my number three movie, so it got eighteen. Oh, so yeah. It should be. oh, yeah. So I have to add to fix that too. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, <laughs> listeners, for this this screw up that Barrett, thank God, found. And you're right. Okay. So here we, we go. We just edit all this out, but that would require effort. <laughs> yeah. I'm the list. All right. So here we go. So number ten <laughs> is uh, the Mario Brothers film, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Number nine is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number seven is Paul Schrader's Master Gardener. Number six is John Wick, number four, or chapter four. Number five is, oh, actually, number five is a tie, Barbie and John Wick, number four. Then we go number four, number uh, four is Blood and Gold. Number three is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Number two is Dungeons and Dragons, and number one is Artifice Girl. All right, so let's go on to people's lists, and then we'll talk about the final list. So, Barrett, let's start with you. Uh, you, you have uh, ten films, and um, 
Is there any film that you wanted to point out or anybody want to ask Barrett about his top ten? Here's what I found. I guess Sarah wants to. <laughs> perfect timing for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Uh, so, uh, Barrett, why don't you talk a little bit about Silent Night? I know you've done it on the podcast before, but it's not a movie we reviewed, and I don't know how many people – I don't know how high profile it was for people to have uh, been familiar with it. Um, it was re- the return of John Woo as a director. Um and it is a film with basically no dialogue. Um, and, but it's still extremely well done. It has some really great action like John Woo does. Um, Joel Kinnaman plays the main, the main character who basically in the beginning of the movie gets shot in the throat and can't talk. And everyone he deals with, you just get scenes where they're not talking. Um, and it makes sense. For the movie, uh, if you see it, I thought it was really amazing. I thought Joel Kinnaman did a stupendous job with no dialogue. I was really amazed. Um, and the story was really well done also. So just a really good action film, but it was, it was very sad. <laughs> so, uh, that's why it was my number one film of the year. I just thought it was really done amazingly. And you got to see that on the big screen too, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, I took my wife to it. Right. How did she like it? She thought it was great, but she said it was really sad. So, Right, right. Sad right, movies can cool. be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So John Woo's back. Comes out. Yeah, I thought he next. did a great job, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, I'm looking at the, the critical reception, and believe it or not, uh, the critics only gave it 59%. Um, <laughs> but... To be honest, um, um, if we look at uh, the audience review, and that's what I'm going to do right now, let's take a look, and here it is. It is the audience thought the film was also 50%. So, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. I could be one of those rare well, people that really liked it. I thought it was I, I, You might be because, uh, honestly, I, I – Decided not to watch this after listening to the film cast. Um, that's a podcast I listen to regularly. And uh, two of the hosts on there, David Chen and David Harwar, um, actually bonded in college over their love of John Moon films. Uh, so if anybody was ready to fanboy over this, it was them. And um, Dave crapped all over it. <laughs> so I was just oh, like, wow. all right, if, if, if he's taking a dump on it, I'm not even going to waste my time. Now, who's the other the podcaster on that that podcast? Uh, Devendra Hardware. Is that a boy or a girl? <laughs> I'm not familiar with that first okay, He's also no, one yeah. of the co-hosts of the Engadget podcast. Well, now you said it crap all over it. What what kind of crap? Was it just like a regular old log? Was it was it like a steamy diarrhea, green infernal kind of shit? What? I mean, he 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 wasn't mad about it. He was just really disappointed because uh, John Woo is one of his favorite filmmakers, and he wanted to like it more. Interesting, but basically, like what I heard out of that podcast is that the uh, the aspect that Barrett was speaking on oh, the oh, fact oh. that nobody talks in the movie yep. is yep. completely artificial and blatantly so, and it kind of messes up the movie. Now, let me ask you this, also, Eric. Um, you know how you know M Night Shyamalan? He came out with The Sixth Sense and Signs and and uh, Unbreakable, and everybody's like, oh my god, this guy's the greatest. And then he comes out with 
the the the, the terrible film. Village, the happening. Yeah, is it that uh, type of hate, or or was it more just disappointment? Hate? Oh no, no, it's nothing, nothing close to the happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, so he was more disappointed than. than yeah, yeah. Furious. No. He, he wasn't I like guess. this is the worst movie of the year. He was just like, man, I really wanted to love this because I love John Woo, but I didn't. And that sucks. I mean, if the no dialogue doesn't work for you, then the, the movie's not going to work for you, right? I mean, I, I guess I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Right. So yeah, he said, Barrett, is. is he is he right though that it was artificial, meaning all the other characters should have been talking? It's the way it's filmed is that it's in scenes where people wouldn't be talking. So I, I mean, it's if you look at it that way, then it, well, everything's artificial. Well, the example they gave is that. <laughs> I guess in the in the movie he's married. Yes. And his wife, while still capable of speaking, never says anything and that makes no sense. Well, they're not getting along. That's why she never says anything. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's all screwed up and they're basically they separate. I I, I haven't so, seen the movie. I can't have this conversation. I'm just yeah, I'm just yeah, relaying yeah. what I heard. Yeah, we're just we're just asking get more clarification. No, I got it. I'm just I'm explaining what I saw. Uh-huh. And I can. I've been in situations where I'm not getting along with somebody, and we don't talk. <laughs> now, now Barrett, Barrett, since this was your your best, uh, that's a fair point about those. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> if this is your best speculative fiction film. Uh, how high and great is this film to you compared to say your your top three on the horror list? Um, it would be below those. Um, and honestly, the Artifice Girl, it 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 and Silent Night. Could be interchangeable. Those two are really good, I thought, this year. And Master Gardener. It's just a step below those two. But it, gotcha. Artifice Girl was almost number one on my list. Sure, sure. Fair point. All right. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up about Barrett's list? All right. I guess we can go move over to you, Mike. Um, you already explained. Oh, I have one time. note oh. on my list. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I have to say one of the reasons it's high on my list is because I never thought that a movie could make me feel for a CGI character the way this one did. And I thought that was just amazing. So that's why it's so high on my list. Which, which CGI character? The, the, the raccoon guy? The raccoon, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Now, uh, it's amazing I did have a, a couple other ones on your list because I forgot to bring up. Uh, the first one is uh, Haunting in Venice, since that has been brought up by both Amy and Kevin Letts. Um, I think it was Amy um, and definitely Kevin Letts. Uh, your thoughts on that film? Uh, obviously, it's in your top ten. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good um, kind of meld between horror and mystery. It's more mystery, um, but it was just a fun story, and I really like those um, Kenneth Branagh that series in general. I'm I'm big on murder mysteries, so. Yep. All right. Sounds good. And for the creator, uh, it's a film that has been pushed big time by whatever streaming service that it's plopped on. Um, so I know of it because I it was, it was in theaters. It yeah. was too. Okay. So it was even in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I saw it in theater. Yeah. Explain that film. Uh, I don't know anything about it. It's basically about robots and mankind fighting each other. Um, because humanity don't know doesn't know what's good for it. Oh yeah, I think right. I've seen the trailer, trailer of this in front of other films. But anyway, go on. I really liked it. I thought the pacing might have been a little slow at some points, 
But as far as science fiction movies, I don't get enough of them. And this was more um, tailored towards like more of a hardcore sci-fi. So that's why it's pretty high up there for me. I had this on my list too. Um, I I will say that I didn't think it was uh, terribly original at all, but it was really well done. It was was a well-executed movie for sure. And and Mike, what what did you say about it? Uh, Did you see it? I did not see it. I didn't get a chance. It was out of theaters before I had a chance to catch it. And I didn't actually hear a lot of great stuff about it, which was disappointing um, because I certainly was on my radar because it felt like it was in front of every fucking movie I saw. Um, <laughs> the trail was pretty pretty common, yeah. Yeah. Um, started explaining it to me. I said, "Oh yeah, I remember the trailer." And and I, I never know if that's a good or bad sign because sometimes it's a sign that, oh, this we have a lot of confidence. Let's push this film. And then there's other times it's a sign of, oh shit, this movie's terrible. We got to push as many people to see it as we can because it's the first <laughs> weekend. Because once word of mouth gets out, we're fucked. Um, so it really is hard to tell. Um, but. I think they just put a lot of money into it and want to recoup it back, and I don't think it did. Um, again, that's no reason. To, again, box office success, critic reviews, even podcast reviews, believe it or not, don't really matter anything. You should always, if you can, judge it for yourself. But, um, you know, it's it's a matter of how high up the list does it go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when people give their opinions of films – it's it's just a reference point. Uh, you still have to judge them on your own. And 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 since movies are now more expensive than they were six years ago or four years ago, uh, it's it understandable how it would be uh, a point for people to hear other people's opinions if they're going to spend their well-earned money on a, t- a film that costs twenty dollars before popcorn and everything else. So, um, well, let point. me see here. I saw basically fifty movies in the theater. Yeah, but you had that that pass thing, right? Right. So that's basically three hundred dollars a year. So I basically spent six dollars a movie. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's not bad. That that's oh, I should figure that out myself. Yeah, but I, the reason I don't do that is because I have like three different theaters that I go to that are different companies. And right. I don't want to and that's stuck. stuck that's yeah, rare these days. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah almost we all have, my theaters are regal. So, yeah, we, right. we regal, have, regal is unlimited, right? They have an unlimited plan. So, yeah. with AMC, it's three movies a week. Uh, regal, they know you know people aren't going to come close to three movies a week. So, they'll let you see as many a week as you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, let's go on to uh, Mike's list. Uh, you mentioned Indiana Jones already. Why that's on your list? Because um, you know nostalgia and whatnot. Um, let me ask. And, you and I would, I would need to really because. I, I know we touched on a little bit with. Do we lose Mike? I do. Yeah, Mike. Cat attack. Oh, all right, Mike's back. Mike's back. Okay, <laughs> oh, sorry, Go ahead, Mike. I'm saying so. I, I would need to watch it again before I could like discuss it in, in more detail. What I what didn't didn't work, but just on a first, and which for most of these are one time viewings. Um, it, it just it 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 worked for me. Yeah. Now, uh, what about uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? I assume that's a, a direct sequel to the the other one that that came out a couple of years ago, and this one has uh, Spider-Gwen in it too. Uh, tell us a little bit about this film, and and, and uh, is it well? The other one as- had Spider-Gwen in it too, so yeah, this is oh, a yeah. sequel to that. And um, it's yeah, it's the the last one. It, the basic difference is that the last one was a complete story, 
this is a part one of a two-part story. So now, is it's, Spider-Man it's not in this? Is Spider-Man in this? And Spider-Gwen in this? Are they they teenagers or are they they in their twenties? Teenagers. Okay. Um, are, it's, it's set about a year, I think, after the last the, the first. Because adult. because in in the comic book, isn't Spider-Gwen in her in her twenties? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure where she is. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I was just curious. I know this. I know this is like it's, an alternate alternate world because this Spider-Man is a, a person of color or something, right? Yes, and that's you, yeah. You have to watch. You really have to watch the the first film to understand this film. The first okay. film really is just beautifully animated, um, and 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 just. The, the storytelling is really on point. You know, they they, they get solid character arcs for for the characters, um, and and it's it is for me one of the better uh, animated films, certainly Western animated films, uh, in the last twenty years. Um, and this, I don't think, quite hits it because I don't think they they didn't finish the story, but we know the sequel is coming, so it's sort of like with Dune. I was like, oh, boy, this felt like and incomplete. Um, but what's there is good enough. Um, this one also doesn't have as much Nicolas Cage playing Spider-Man Noir, which is never going to be a good thing. Um, sure, sure. So, and I know the, the original had to be pretty good. I haven't seen it yet, but it beat out Isle of Dogs for Best Animated Film, and Isle of Dogs was just yeah. like a fabulous film, so it had to be pretty good. Um let me ask you about a film that didn't make your list, and I actually completely forgot about it because I, I didn't have it on my list either, and I did see it, so it could have been my number nine. Uh, Wonka, um, you, you didn't have it on your list. Uh, where would that have fallen had you? Yeah, probably like in the not far after Indiana Jones. It was it was fine. I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was it you know, uh, is it a movie I'm ever going to revisit? Probably not. Um, it, it's. It's not getting my most pointless movie of the year movie award, um, which would go to the Little Mermaid remake, which really served no purpose whatsoever besides making. Oh, that would have been my on my top ten too. I didn't even forget that. Yeah, but, um, I mean, and it's I'm not that, and it's not that it was awful. Yeah. It just yeah, I it was didn't just see a, the point. Yeah, there's no um, point. And I don't know anybody who went to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, whenever you did in the last fifty years, and thought, boy, I really wish I knew. How exactly Willy Wonka started his chocolate factory? I wish I knew how he met the Oompa Loompas. It's all these sequels, sorry, these prequels that are intending to answer questions that nobody really, really had. And and the original artist that made the characters in the first place never had planned to ever have answered. And these, and then somebody just says, "Hey, I want to make that movie." Yeah, that, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's fine. It's almost as it if they're just looking for an excuse to make money off property. And I want to point out, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of my top, my ten films are all pre-existing properties, right? So I'm as much a sucker for yeah, it as anyone. I'm, but, I'm, and I'm, but I'm unapologetic about it. I've always said, you know, I always said there's a reason why there were, Hercules had ten labors is because – People have always wanted to see sequels. People have always wanted to continue with characters that they fall in love with in fiction, you know. And we we tend to poo poo it, but at the same time, you know, some of the like the great literary characters are someone like Sherlock Holmes, um, where people just like the story; they want to see the character again and again and again. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's 
it, it, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The question is, do you make anything worthwhile with it? Um, and sometimes sure. they do, sometimes they don't. Now, uh, Mike, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles acting film got rave reviews. Uh, didn't make as much money as they had hoped, but it, but it got rave reviews. Uh, your thoughts? It got number two on your list. Yeah, that's um, it didn't make as much money probably as they had hoped, but I know they that along with Mario like like hit hard on streaming. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting um, art design too for the for the animation. But continue. Yeah, very very similar to Spider Verse, um, which some people mocked it for, and I know this got a lot of criticism by your hardcore Ninja Turtle fans out there, uh, of which I am not one. I'm familiar with it. I watched the cartoon a bit when I was in college, um, and I enjoy it. But I am not, uh, I guess, a diehard Ninja Turtle fan or a Ninja Turtle purist, whatever. I thought it was an interesting reinvention. I thought they did a good job recreating the characters to make them more like actual teenagers. Um, but the, the jokes were good, and actually I was surprised how well the action worked. It was There was just some really creative action sequences um, and some of the most fun action I saw in films this year, and um, it was just a really pleasant surprise. It was a solid film, top to bottom, uh, and it kind of shocked me how much I liked it. And the last one question I had, and, and Barrett and, and Eric should most certainly uh, participate in this conversation too, is Mission Impossible. Um, like I said, a lot of people are putting it as one of the best films of the year um, everywhere, um, not just fans of action film or, or people uh, that do podcasts, but everybody's putting it as a fabulous film, even if it didn't make as much money as people had hoped. Um, thoughts by you guys on this film? I mean, Tom Cruise does what Tom Cruise does, uh, and he's good at it. Uh, <laughs> there's there's some amazing action sequences in this movie, just like the others. Um, one, I'll just say it's on a train and leave it at that. Um, is, is some of the most bonkers actions I've ever seen on screen. Um, and that was after seeing John Wick. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's just all, it's a hoot and a holler. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and John Wick things, actually fell, fell down my list ahead. a little bit because I found by the end of the film, the, the action had gotten very repetitive. Um, there was some creative stuff like with a shotgun early in the film. But it felt like the last half of the film, I wasn't seeing much beyond shooting people in their face, which, mm. is, which is great. You know, that, that's fine. But I felt like some of the stuff, like the, the, the whole scene in the, in the circle, uh, could, have, could have been trimmed down a little bit. Um, it felt a little more self-indulgent than it needed to be. It, not that it wasn't great, because it's John Wick, and it's great, and beautiful-looking film. Um, but it just felt a little stretched out to me, and I didn't find that with Mission Impossible. That's it. I would I exactly, I, I, I would agree with you completely. John Wick Four moved down for me because of that, and yeah, same same reasoning. And and I think Mission Impossible has just been been hitting on all cylinders since the fourth film. Um, and I don't dislike the others. It's just. Uh, I think fourth film was Ghost Protocol. I think just it all stepped it up to another level. Uh, and I don't, I just do not grasp why this film hasn't done so well. The only thing I can think about it is that they, they so heavily advertised that it was Dead Reckoning Part 1. And people may not have wanted to go spend $20. Yeah, that was a horrible that. decision. 
Especially yeah. not, not especially now that they're not even going to call it the next one part two. Exactly. Yeah. That makes it even though it's already pretty decision. much filmed and it's going to be part two whether you like it or not. Right. But like, and I look. Like, I I'm, they should have advertised it like Spider Man across the Spider Verse where they didn't tell you it was part one. But anyway, continue, Mike. Yeah, and it's in Dune. Like actually, I mean, they kind of hinted that Spider Man was going to be a two parter, but you kind of had to pay attention. Dune. They did not say it was book one until you walked into the theaters. Um. Right. And, and that that irritated me. I knew going in because I'd read the reviews, but it kind of it felt like misleading advertising. But yeah, here's might be, the, might be the reason. And why. it's more um, of a it's more of a bad ending year. spot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's. And then if I have one complaint about Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, it's that. I know it's Mission Impossible, and Mission Impossible often stretches the bounds of credibility, but I think this one steps further into science fiction than ones they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. It definitely did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is, it's, it's not quite going full Moonraker. The, the, uh, the, the quote-unquote bad guy is a little bit eye-rolly, but I was able to get past it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Who played the bad guy? Anybody? Uh, no, no, we don't want to tell you. Movie, you got to see it. Watch oh, the movie. Spoiler warning. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, spoiler. spoiler. Okay, they don't even advertise. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a huge uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, fair enough. Um, anything else on that one, Mike? Well, that's it. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, Eric's list. Uh, a couple of things I want to bring up. Uh, first off, leave the world behind. Uh, that's another film like Nefarious that. Um, is getting good or bad reviews a lot because of the producers. So, again. well, and and I want to make a statement about this list, which is that it's really a top five with filler. <laughs> right, right. It's like anything after John Wick. I'm just, I I didn't love these movies. I just had to fill out my top ten, and that's what was there. Um, especially One of them was Phil added after take off yeah. Cocaine Bear. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but I'm not bitter about that or anything. It's oh, not so like you, I've oh, mentioned so you didn't, it three you didn't times. care for uh, how to blow up a pipeline. I'm sorry. How to blow up a pipeline? What about it? You weren't a big big fan of it. Well, I mean, I I, I liked it, but I think that movie. Did, did you see it? I did not, but I'd heard things about it. Um, I think and, that movie is really going to depend on the person watching it whether they enjoy it or not. Um. I mean, it's it's a pretty. I mean, the title pretty much says it all. It's, a, it's about a group of um, in, environmental activists, or uh, perhaps environmental terrorists, depending on your point of view, <laughs> um, uh, who who want to who want to blow up a pipeline to make a statement against the big oil companies, um, and that really that's all the story is. Um, so it's not like it's a surprise or anything. I will say there are some extremely effective sequences in the movie um, where these guys are putting together their bombs, and if they make the slightest mess up, they can blow themselves up, and, and those scenes are pretty intense, uh, um, which is I, which is why I chose this one to, to fill up the last spot on the list at the last second um, because I, I did think those scenes were, were quite effective. Um but for for the most part, you you see them do this, and that's it. There's not like any greater story to it or anything. So, 
Right. Where was uh, Cocaine Beer again on this list before we moved it to horror? I forget where you even had it. Um, I had it right behind John Wick. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Missing is one that's um, it's kind of a – it's not a sequel to Searching, um, but I think it's made by the same folks. And it has a similar concept that um, a lot of it is uh, – it's a screen life film. A lot of it is on a computer. Um that you're observing somebody operate. Um, I don't think this was like, as good as searching, uh, but I think it was good enough. It was, it was, it was fairly good. It's a bit like, uh, was it unfriended, right? Where it's the same concept, same filmmakers, completely unrelated mm-hmm. story to the, to the, to the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Same principle. Yep. Uh, leave the world behind. Uh, I actually was really enjoying that movie until it got to the end. And it's it, there's there's it doesn't have an ending. It just stops, and that really fucking irked me. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it probably uh, would have been higher up the list had they done a better job with, with the ending. I I just it left such a bad taste in my mouth. It right it really docked it. Um, and then uh, I will say I was a, I was honestly gobsmacked as to how much I actually enjoyed Barbie when I finally got around to seeing it. Um, I, I was, I was not expecting to like that movie, let alone love it. And I ended up loving it. So <laughs> yay, Barbie. Um, and then we often talk at our uh, end of the year, we talk about how uh, one of the things we like about doing this show is finding hidden gems for people. Um, and I think this year the Artifice Girl is is the hidden gem that we were able to find because I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this movie, um, but I think it's fantastic. And I just want to say the title one more time, The Artifice Girl, because I really think people should check it out. I suggested it too. I'm taking credit. Okay. I agree if, as well. For every bad film that, that I, I choose, it's always good. And But I, <laughs> it's not because I choose them until, because I don't choose them because I like the films or think they're going to be good. a little bit defensive. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> even even though Mike put us through the hell with Skinnerink, the point is, is that he didn't see it just as I wouldn't see a film, and, and so you just suggest it and say, yeah, I might as well. So a lot of films we we don't see in advance, so it's just yeah. But Artifice, yeah, that was a, that was a most certainly the um a hidden gem for sure this year. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. yeah, no doubt about it. Um. All right, sounds good. Anybody have any other questions for Eric? Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I, I would still, I would even say, say Nefarious was a hidden gem too. But I think. People, oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this one even more though, because I, I have heard people talking about Nefarious. I've not yeah. heard people talking about the Artifice Girl. That is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, Artifice Art- Girl is is, a, is pretty deeply buried. I have seen it on. I saw it on somebody's top ten list somewhere. I don't remember whose it is. Yeah, um, but yeah. it's good to know. But that's yeah, that is not a film that people know. Most about. people are aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a solid film, um, and it's kind of surprising too because you know you would think uh, horror fans would know just because of Lance Hendrickson. Uh, again, a lot of people know that Lance Hendrickson now just takes paychecks and stuff. But still, he has enough profile in the horror community that they would have checked it out. And this isn't really a horror film at all, but it is a, most certainly a genre of science fiction, hard science fiction film. Um, all right, so for me, uh, my list, um, again, is very small. 
Uh, most of the films we've already talked about. Uh, the only ones we haven't talked about are The Elementals. Uh, that was a, a major surprise. I remember I had to take my kids to see a film, and I was dreading to see this film because uh, a lot of the critics were so-so on it. I think it only got like 68 or 72 percent or something. It wasn't that good. I think it was below 70 because usually 70 or above I'm I'm not worried about, but under 70 I'm worried. And um, But it was an absolutely amazing film. It was a really good film. Elementals, um, even though I have it as my sixth film, um, it's it's a really, really solid film. Pixar or Disney or whatever it is uh, uh, film and, and it, it was uh, very emotional it was a great, great film uh, I think it was their, their, possibly their best um, uh, cartoon film in the last three or four years better than Encanto and all that stuff I think Elementals was just phenomenal uh, Mario Brothers, Mike saw that too uh, yeah it was a great fun um, it, it deserved to be the third highest grossing film of the year uh, because just like Barbie, it, it was great fun. Um, so if, if Eric, you know, I know you, you love Barbie um, and I know you poo-pooed Mario Brothers when it was at the top of the box office, but it's the same principle. It's just a really fun film of a uh, intellectual property. So um, it, it's, a, it's just a great film. Um, and then uh, Master Gardener was my number one Paul Schrader film. We did a, a, a – um, a uh, podcast on that. Uh, if we hadn't done it as a dark discussion, this most certainly would have been chosen by me on Cinema a la Carte, or I would have suggested it to Barrett for Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, Paul Schrader, um, uh, I felt hit it out of the park. This is this is a Phil film. If anybody ever says what if it's a Phil film, it's not a film with boobs or grindhouse. It's it's a film like Master Gardener. That is a Phil film, and it was possibly my best film of the year if Taylor Swift's film hadn't come out. Um, so I highly recommend there. Uh, that's it. Everything else we've talked about or had to have done a podcast on. Uh, anybody want to uh, any comments about my list? Well, I just want to jump in on on Mario Brothers. Big difference between Mario Brothers and Barbie is Barbie tries to say something important. I think it fumbles the ball a bit. I think its messaging gets a bit mixed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And, yeah. and and like yeah. part of the reason is that you're um, is the whole thing with the the board of directors. Besides the fact that Mattel's board of directors actually is pretty much fifty percent female. Um, in real life, yeah. In real life. Um, these are characters who are who like Barbie. They they want to be supportive of women. They're try- there's not any kind of a sense of misogyny. They may be misguided. They may be wrong, and that's a whole other debate. But like they don't know. Like the film isn't sure should it be criticizing Barbie. Should it be supporting Barbie? Where do we go with it? But the whole goal point is putting Barbie in the real world, and the whole board of directors stuff is completely cartoonish. They are at least as cartoonish as the characters in the toy world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, eh, you, 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 this is a, this is nitpicking because otherwise I thought it, it's a fine film um, where Mario, it's not trying to be important. So Barbie may be, uh, have failed in some spots because, but it was reaching and was ambitious to try to do something and say something. Mario didn't try to say anything. Mario is a fan service film. And if you're going to go see a movie for, about a Mario movie, it's about as good a Mario movie as you could possibly get. Um, yeah, and if for sure. you're not interested in seeing 90 minutes of Mario 
and Luigi fan service. Dark it really Kong. isn't a point to see a film. Dark right? It's not and Donkey Kong and yeah, it's there, there really isn't much point to it. It's it's it, and I don't think there's anything oh, wrong with Princess uh, what's her name? Princess Princess Peach. Well she falls under the, the, the Mario and Donkey Kong umbrella. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, and, so, and that's that's absolutely fair. It's 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 a blast film. It, it, it's just you know just it's a big smile film. The kids loved it. Uh, I enjoyed it, yeah. and I'm not a big I'm not really a big Mario fan. I, I mean, I played Donkey Kong all the time as a kid, but I never really got into the Mario games. Um, but but uh, the film was was a real fun film. And uh, my only issue with Barbie and uh, why it was uh, number eight on my list um, was because the, I felt it was a little too long. Your points were all fair, Mike, and I also felt the first half was was way better than the second because the first half with the fish out of water when Barbie shows up and can show up in the real world and they're they're like being silly and they're clueless and stuff. That I love that part, and then the second part um, wasn't was a little slower and and uh, whatnot. But all in all, it's still a good film. Um, and, and just some fantastic performances, and you know Margot Robbie is just still. Fucking phenomenal! Um, I, I I have not seen her make a misstep that I can think of. Um, I can so if, even if there's a film that you may not like, I still think she's good in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and Ryan Gosling, he's 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 one of those actors that I've never really been a big fan of. Similar to I guess how you are with uh, um, Matt uh, Wal uh, uh, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, though I, I do like him, um, but for this guy here, I, I was like similar to you with. But he, he was really good, and and he has proven to me that that he's a pretty solid actor. Dude, Ryan Gosling was fucking yeah. hilarious in Barbie. <laughs> he yeah. was. It, well, and I, that was the thing that's interesting about him is because you know I, I know him from Drive, which was just an absolute phenomenal film, possible cinema car film, by the way, and um, and stuff, and then he was funny. He can actually be a comedic as well. So he's, he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um, all right. Sounds good. Oh, and, and, uh, and when I, I was so depressed that when I found out that was America, whatever her name is, uh, because I had no idea that she was in her late forties in real life. I thought she was still 20 something. And I got good lot Time is fine. Because actresses aren't supposed to age. Right, because I I watch them from a film from twenty that when they were you know from not two thousand two, and then suddenly I see them now. It's like oh my god, that's her and she's old. Oh my god, they're a real person just like me. She's a mother now. She's not playing the teenager anymore. Oh my god, we're old. We're old. Anyway, um, so that's my list. So uh, let's get into our the final DDP list, the top ten. Anybody want to mention anything there? I think everybody would agree. Artifice Girl deserved a top spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 we may have had different choices as our top spot, but Artifice Girl falling in the top spot because of the cube makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Yes, I'm fine with that. Um, we all saw different things. Um, and even if you count Taylor Swift every single time that Phil saw it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, yeah the Artifice Girl is one of the few films that we, A, all saw, and B, all liked. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And... Um, and whatnot. So that makes sense. Um, let's see. Yeah, me and Barrett are all pretty. When it comes to thrillers, me and Barrett are pretty spot on. So it makes sense that both me and Barrett thought Master Garden were awesome. Um, 
because you know, like one of our first Halloween boutiques, Barrett, me and you did uh, the one about that English woman, um, and the and the head in the bag. Remember that film? I forget the name of it. it was so oh good. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah. It so, was yeah. like a crime drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That film was so friggin' good. And um, so yeah, that 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 me and you are pretty solid when it comes to certain types of thrillers, and and so it makes sense that Master Gardener was there for us. Um, I just want to like a little more thriller in Master Gardener because I, yeah. I didn't get it as much thrillerness in as, as I would have liked. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it was it was, it was a, a dark drama as well. So that that's a, that's a good point. Maybe even more so than Thriller. Um, Blood and Gold. That's kind of a Pulp Fictiony type film. I didn't uh, make that episode, but uh, clearly you guys liked it better than I did. Yeah, yeah, it seems like I, I thought it was okay, but you guys thought it was good. Yeah, Dan Lynch loved it. That's and and he suggested it, so so we we, we did it, and it was by the same director that did that vampire film as well a couple of years earlier, um, and stuff. Uh, anybody oh, else want to film? What's that? I said, oh, oh, that vampire film. Yeah, the one about the the German the one, one about the vampires. vampires? On, yeah, vampires on a plane. Yeah. Oh, Blood Red Sky. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, titles yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I forget the name. So, I mean, I, I mean, me and Barry can't even remember the one with the, the English girl in the head. Phil, in the back. listen, listen. Phil can tell you the origin of the the ethnicity of the key grip on any yes. Paul Schrader film, but the the title is going to escape him every time. Yeah, yeah. and you know, but, memory is a fucking weird thing. But I, it is true. I mean, I can draw the entire world map from memory, including the the nation lines. But I can't remember a title of the film. Uh, but I do have to admit, Mike, about Paul Schrader, I always thought he was a, a Jewish person from New York City until like three years ago, and he's not. I was like, and he's like my favorite screenwriter of all time. So it, it's just kind of. So I didn't know everything about him until recently. It's kind of funny. He's actually, actually Dutch from uh, Wisconsin, I think. So. Uh, Dutch reformist, Wisconsin. So he's anyway. Pam. He's like Pam. He's like Pam. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and what about John Wick 4? How good was it compared to the other ones in the series? I mean, if you like the John Wick movies, you'll like the John Wick movies. Um, it, I, it? I, I, I will say that it has some of the best action sequences I have ever seen on screen. Um, but it, it, is, it is not a representation of... Uh, reality or physics? <laughs> is it? Is it? Sure. Is it better than? Is it like say the John Wick one was probably the best? I'm just assuming. Is it the second best in the series? It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for action, it's hard to beat. Gotcha. I would rank it two, one, four, three. That's how I'd rank them. Okay. Um, I've only seen I, the first. I, so. Yeah. No. You. It's and it, each. Entry expands the world. Yep. Um, I, I I had some issues with with three minor. It's still a very enjoyable flick. Um, you do have a dog in this one. That's not his dog. We have a new guy with a dog. Um, this one I think it, it may have gone a little longer than it needed to. Uh, but as always, the action is fantastic. Um, I think it works well as an ending to this saga, even though they're talking about making another one. Um, I know there's a sequel, and there's The Continental, which is a TV series I have yet to catch. I haven't heard much about it. Um, 
I don't I think it's on Paramount. I watched the first couple episodes and it it wasn't keeping me uh <laughs> keeping my eyes glued. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's unfortunate. All right. Might be right. that they need to have John Wick and John Wick. Yeah. 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 It's a bit like having a a Ghostbusters spinoff centered on the Rick Moranis character. Uh, Now, uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up? Oh, Mike, did you ever see Elementals, by the way? No, I hadn't had a chance to catch it. Okay, just joking. Um, All right. And speaking of uh, Disney, uh, Inside Out Part 2, Let's Make Money. Is coming. <laughs> I saw that. I'm. I'm. I don't know whether to be excited or or disappointed. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. But either way. Uh, some, of, some of the Pixar sequels have been fantastic, so I'm not going to write it off completely. That's true. That's true. And, uh, and I will say that, like Toy Story, I think there's a, a sequel that makes sense with Inside Out because it, right. You you're going to now. We'll talk about my problem is this is going long. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I don't want to see teenage girl emotions. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Those, those All right. Ugly. So uh, I guess that's it for speculative fiction. So I guess we get into our. Uh, well, I'll let Mike explain this list because he came up with it years ago when he used to have a little side website called Unnatural Selections, which he could have. Uh, if he wanted to um, continue writing it, even if he didn't have the white website to put on it, we could put it just on DDP. So if you ever want to do it, Mike, again. Yeah. Uh, but but what what is it? What what's what what is this thing that we're doing next? It was just a matter of doing like a year in review without just doing a top ten list. Um, and the whole point of the website was for me to put some thoughts down, but the podcast kind of does that for me. Um. So these were just sort of awards that I gave out to spotlight certain things. Um, in some cases there were silly awards, in some cases they weren't, and then Phil just picked one year's set of awards and and copied it and turned into uh an annual thing here on the Dark Discussions podcast. And I think we've dropped some categories, we've added another one, uh, and uh, it's it's not in any way, shape, or form meant to be taken seriously, like pretty much every other award show that's ever been made. Fair enough. All right, so um, let's get into our list. Uh, let's let's do it in uh, alphabetical order, so it, it'll be easier. So uh, Barrett, Eric, Mike, Phil. Um, so the first category. Is, do we want to do it? Are we going to do the whole list, or each of us do our favorite overall film? I think let's do, let's go. We, one we do one at a time. One, yeah, one award at a time. Always. Good. Okay. That's how we always do it. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah, so it's been a year, so you forgot. So here we go. Yeah. So favorite overall film for Barrett? Godzilla minus one. Now, now I have to ask. Now, is this favorite over film no matter – even if it isn't a dark discussions thing or is it something that would be – has to be kind of genre I, I think it's the best film of the year. But I have not seen Oppenheimer and some other films that may contend with it. But Fair I think it's enough. the best film of the year. Fair enough. All right, so that makes all right. So a genre film just happened to be coincidentally on Barrett's favorite. Um, all right, that makes sense. So let's go to uh, Mike. What? What? Do you, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Eric. Eric, what do you got? Uh, mine is also a genre film, Evil Dead Rise. 
All right, there you go. That's a that's a damn good one. Um, and let's go with you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I'm Godzilla minus one. Wow, three genres in a row. Um, and mine almost was because I was going to put the Paul Schrader film, but um, since I, I had a second film, just in case it could be any film, uh, my favorite film of the year was Taylor Swift: The Errors. It's such Taylor. a piece of shit. It was. It was. <laughs> you just let the boy I enjoy what he enjoys. You. Oh come on, it's not a big deal. So yeah, that, that, I saw that film six times. It was the first film I've seen six times since Mystic River at theaters. I think yeah, and 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 also uh, the Pledge, the Jack Nicholson uh, film. The, yeah. So oh, and No Country for Old Men. So yeah, this is like I haven't seen a film for more than twice in, until this film for like 10 years. So, yeah. uh-huh. And how many times have you watched it now that it's on streaming? Well, you, you only can, you, you can, um, yeah, it's, well, let's just say, let's just say that I, I've been able to see it uh, a certain way that, from a few of my friends. I, I, all I asked were, I didn't ask how, I asked how many times have you seen it? Yeah. Well, it is better too because it has an, um, Three new, uh, three other songs. The question because he, oh my god! He have that Let's many stop moving on from movie. Taylor Swift. Let's move on. Right, just, just another two films. Uh, Jesus sorry, Christ. Two so, fa- favorite horror film of the calm down, Eric. Favorite horror film of the year. Let's start with Barrett. When evil lurks. All right, that's a good one. Uh, Mike, I mean Eric. Eric, what do you got? Keep skipping me, man. I know. I um, well, it's the same as my favorite overall. It's Evil Dead Rise. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, see, actually, when I did this, I tried to avoid repeating. So while Godzilla Minus One was at the top of my list and it's the, my favorite film of the year, the next film on the list would have been Evil Dead Rise. So I'll put that in just as as horror film, excluding the best film of the year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and I did the same thing, Mike. Uh, Nefarious was my favorite horror film on the list, but I don't want to repeat continuously. So I went with my my Except alternate honesty to differentiation. Yeah, so I, it was the one that was on <laughs> my my number one film for a while before it's flip flopped, and and it's Venus. Venus is my favorite horror film uh, after Nefarious. So let's go to favorite science fiction film. Uh, so let's go with you, uh, Barrett. What do you got? Uh, the Creator. All right, how about that? Uh, let's go with you, Eric. I went with the Artifice Girl. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Uh, I'll go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nice, nice. And for me, uh, unfortunately, I'm doing a repeat here. Uh, Venus. Venus was was my favorite science fiction film of the year. Uh, Cosmic Horror and all that. Uh, Let's go with favorite action film. So let's start with you, Barrett. What do you got? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Art 1. Nice. What about you, Eric? Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Nice. And Mike? Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1 and only, apparently. <laughs> All right, so that's good. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, uh, that was another one of the films I mentioned that I, I wasn't able to get in in the past 48 hours. So I chose Blood and Gold uh, as my favorite action film of the year. Um, let's go with favorite genre comedy. So let's start with you, Barrett. What do you get? Totally killer. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Uh, Eric, what do you got? I, I, I don't know if this counts, but I said Barbie. Yeah, it's okay. comedy. 
Yeah, this works. Yeah. Uh, you remember, and, uh, uh, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all. That's fantastic. We're not doing an episode on it. Fair enough. <laughs> um, what about you, Mike? That's comedy. Um, you know what? If I had a film I probably laughed at the most, might have been The Blackening. So let me put that in there. <laughs> All right. Wait, Fair did enough. you not fill your list out, Mike? Are you filling it out as we go? I'm thinking it through. As I've been thinking about it, I haven't actually <laughs> filled it out. Fair enough. Incomplete Fair homework. Um, and for me, the obvious best film of the year for comedy, Cocaine Beer. <laughs> it was on my list, but. Uh... It, it it was more grim than funny to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I yeah, did it was, think it was, was pretty funny. But it was pretty I funny. I did too, but I definitely didn't think Phil would think it was funny since he was so scared by it. Right. Well, some scenes were scary, but some were like hilarious, like the ambulance scene and and, <laughs> and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, oh, you know, and they shot each other on mistake and all this other stuff. Um, all right, so let's go with favorite comic book. Film. So let's go view Barrett. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Alright. And what about you, Eric? I did not watch any comic book movies this year. Wow. And what about you, Mike? Um, I'll go with Ninja Turtles, since I already picked Guardians of the Galaxy. Alright. And mine is the same as Mike, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, favorite remake. So what's that you, Barrett? Phil, help me with this one. Uh, Thanksgiving. That's right. It's a remake of a short film. That's right. It is. A trailer that was fake, but whatever. Well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, what, uh, let's go you, Eric. What do you, what did you have? Then? <laughs> mine, is, mine, is, mine is kind of whatever in a different way, uh, which is that it does not have the same title as the movie it was remaking. Uh, but I put Malum as a remake of uh, Last Watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Because it is a remake, and it's done by the same dude, so. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen right. it. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, we, we suggested it as an episode, but someone said, nah, we, we, it was like we want four films, and that was one of them, and we picked another, just, and then we never got back go, to it. Just go rewatch, re-listen to the podcast for Last Shift, because it's not that different. It's, it's really different. not. Yeah. But it's not that different. Is it a, a different language? No, no. There's one aspect of the movie they changed. I, we can talk about it later if you want to. Fair enough. All right, and I was going to be Mike. What do you got for a favorite remake? I'm going to thank Eric for tossing me the life preserver there. Uh, I'll go with Malum. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> All right. Because um, I'm like scrambling. I'm like, I don't I don't want to pick. Don't make me pick Little Mermaid because that's my most pointless film. Oh, of the year. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was your most what? Pointless film of the year. Yeah, like yeah, the most sure. unnecessary. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, and then uh, for me, it was the same as Barrett Thanksgiving. So, um, let's do favorite zombie film. So let's start with you, Barrett. I said Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, uh, mm. I, I don't can, know. Tough there's humans that are still alive when they're dead, so but they're possessed by demons. So is it a yeah. possession? I don't know. It's I see them mm. as kind of zombies and demons and yeah. whatever. Uh, they still okay. have the person in there. I'm not gonna have... fight you too hard. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was gonna put when evil lurks because they're kind of zombies, but they're also demons. 
So I didn't really have a good option. Here. <laughs> there weren't there weren't very many zombie movies this year. I had to scramble yeah. for one too. Yeah. So let's go with you, Eric. What is your your one you Um and, and the one I choose, I honestly I would hesitate to even call it a zombie movie. Um this movie was very well acted and advertised as like in a zombie apocalypse. However, it it is actually a drama that just happens to occur during a zombie outbreak. Um and that is heard. Um with our buddy Jeremy Holm. The Ranger. <laughs> Indeed. All right. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, I'll go. I think you could debate whether this is a zombie film. It's much more of a Frankenstein homage, and that was the angry black girl and her monster. Uh, but it is an undead creature, and I just I just can't. I, after years of arguing that Evil Dead, just because the term dead in the title does not make it a zombie film, uh, I, I can't suddenly embrace Evil Dead Rise as a zombie film. So I'll go with angry black girl and her monster. All right, sounds good. That's a good one too. Um, yeah, nice. I, I couldn't think of a movie, but I, I've been watching a television series, and uh, it may be a Halloween boutique psychotronic review episode, by the way, uh, as a one shot. And that is the anime Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's basically a, a kid that. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know how to respond to that either, Siri. <laughs> uh, it, it's basically, no kidding, right? Uh, basically, it's a, a, a 20-something-year-old that's working for a Japanese company in an office. Apocalypse happens. Suddenly, he doesn't know what to do, but he's at least free from his horrible job. And he doesn't know what to do, so he creates a top 100 list of things that he had already wanted to do before the apocalypse. And so he tries to do it. Um, but, and it may sound funny, but it's not funny. Um, and it's, but it's a, uh, a pretty damn good show if you, if, especially if you like anime. Um, and it's on Netflix season one. It just, uh, wrapped up season one, uh, end of December. All right. So let's go to favorite vampire film. Uh, let's go view Barrett. Renfield. Oh, how about that? That's a good one. Uh, let's go view Eric. Last Voyage of the Demeter. All right, sounds good, Mike. Yeah, you know, Last Voyage of the Demeter would be my zombie. Uh, my sorry, my vampire film. All Just right. edging out Renfield. Yeah, but uh, both had Dracula in it. And uh, for me, uh, it's the only vampire film I. Oh no, actually that's true. True, I did see Blood, and, and we didn't put that on our list. But mine is the Last Voyage of the Demeter because it does have enough um, rewatch value. Um, let's go with favorite nature horror. Cocaine so, Bear. There you go. <laughs> you know what? I, I wasn't even thinking about that when I put this together. Uh, does this does does Godzilla count? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's I'm mutated going with Godzilla by, minus one then. Yeah, he's mutated by. I was thinking about oh, putting that, but Mike, I, I mean, Eric, it sounds like that you're doing your list as you're t- we're working on it right now. No, I was just <laughs> questioning my life choices, Phil. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just protecting Mike. I'm just protecting but Godzilla Mike. minus Don't one. Protect him. Hey, Eric. Godzilla he minus one. All the time. That's true. He already it's threw me under the bus once tonight. Godzilla minus one being on the horror list means Cocaine Bear should have been because they're both nature horror. Well, that's what Phil said too, but I disagree. <laughs> all right. So let's go with you, uh, Mike. Obviously, it's Cocaine Bear. Yep. <laughs> and I also for the third Cocaine Bear. So, best cheese. 
uh, meaning uh, cheesy type film. How's, how do you explain what cheese is for people? If you know it when you see it. It's like you know when you see it, yeah. yeah. All right, so what's up with you, Barrett? What do you got? I put Renfield. All right, that sounds good. Uh, Eric, what do you got? I got Cocaine Bear. All right, sounds good. Mike, what do you got? Uh, it, it's hard to get cheesier than uh, um, Nicholas Cage as Dracula. So, yeah, Nick Cage as Dracula. All right, that sounds like a good one. Uh, and for me, it was uh, Cocaine Bear. Um, so favorite found footage. VHS 85. Alright, sounds good, Barrett. What about you, uh, Eric? What do you got? I also have VHS 85. Alright, sounds good. And what about you, Mike? VHS 85, just barely edging out Hell House LLC, Origins, whatever, whatever. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. W- w- would that missing be counted as a... Part one. <laughs> yeah, missing would probably count as found footage, even if right. it's in, in that related genre. Sure. Uh, and for me, uh, even though I only saw half of the film, um, VHS 85. It's funny because I would have probably put Hell House, but I, for some reason my brain was thinking of it as a fake documentary rather than found footage. I don't know. Just one of those things. Which which technically it is, but a lot of times people just call Cinema Veritar, whatever it's called. It, it throws in all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. think of it. It's, it's kind of like The Bay, you know. Yeah, 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 kind yeah, of a fake exactly. documentary, but it, I put it in found footage. Using found footage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. All right, so let's do uh, best kills. There's a lot of them in here. Um, I'm going to try to be unique on this one, but uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Uh, I said the ambulance scene from Cocaine Bear because I just love that Ooh, scene. That's a <laughs> nice. great one. I didn't even think of that one. Oh, my God. That's, that was great. Good choice. And it was terrible, too. I felt so bad for that woman. It was. She did not deserve that. And I thought it looked like she was going to survive, too. That, that, that movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. What do you got? Uh, I went with a scene from When Evil Lurks um, when there was a, uh, a wife that had an axe. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. Uh, that one, that movie had a lot of great kills, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. There's at least three kills in that film that were unbelievable. Um, and let's go view Mike. Yeah, um, the axe in the head was my favorite kill of the year for about 20 minutes or so. Um, and then you had a small child run into a dog and um <laughs> oh i forgot about that one yeah that one's really good too <laughs> yeah yeah the, the third one in in that film that i thought was probably the best because of it was not expected at all uh was uh the, the mother eating the, the brains of the saints that was on my <laughs> list of possible yeah, that was nuts but that wasn't what i chose um i wanted to choose something different because i knew everybody was going to choose one of those from that movie. I chose uh, the one that Mike brought up to my attention uh, early this week when we were recording uh, the King of Kaiju podcast. So I went and watched the first half of the film and the boat scene in in VHS 85. Because uh-huh. not, not that they were, were like crazy, but like Mike said, it was unexpected. And when the jaw gets hit, it's like, no way. 
That was yeah. That was a yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that and, was, and that it's was hard fun. to do without spoiling it. But yeah, just trust us. But the yeah. less you know going in, the better. Yeah, and, and that's the type of, of frights the behavioral health people. That that that's a scary film for me. That type of stuff. Yeah. So that that was actually scary for me as well. Um. Yeah. All right. So deserved better. A film that deserved better. So let's start with you, Barrett. What do you got? I put The Flash because I was really looking forward to that film because I really liked the character and I just didn't think it was very well done and there was too much CGI in the movie. It just did not. That's interesting that you bring this up because we've had this debate in the past. What does deserve better? Is it a film that – Fair enough, because there's the other way to look at that category, too, which is how I looked at it, which was different, Barrett, which is a film that was really good that should have got more notice. But I like your that's mm. the way your interpretation of that is pretty good, too. So, all right, so The Flash. Yep. Anything else you want to say about that? Was that it? No. Okay. Let's go with you, uh, Eric. What do you got? Uh, I put Nefarious. Um I I think crapping on a movie because it's funded by people who have different beliefs than you isn't actually film criticism. Um, and I'm really disappointed that it happened so much with this movie. I think it's a good movie, and a lot of people probably didn't watch it because they saw the Rotten Tomato score, and that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, re- it's another example of why people suck because it deserved better. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. What do you got? Um, how did I just blank out? Oh, uh, deserve better. I'll I'll go with the advanced uh, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Honor Among Thieves. Mm, yeah, uh, I thought that was true. a really fun film. Uh, it, it just didn't have the traction it needed. Um, it, it's uh, the the box office was be, being swallowed up by Mario at the time, uh, and a lot of the fans were pissed off at that uh, at Hasbro Wizards of the Coast and. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think it deserved better. I think it was a really, really fun film, and it just kind of disappeared at the box office uh, eventually. Um, and there's a lot of oh, movies I think that happened too. But oh, I think that was one. It, you're saying it got a backlash from people that were pissed at the company that makes the the, the yes. game, and it, it had nothing to do with the film. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but, but I, I don't know if it did or not. But I've heard some people suggest that might be a reason why, because sure. for, for for obvious reasons, they don't go around broadcasting why people didn't go see our movie. So people left spe- stuck speculating, and uh, that might be a possible reason why. Right. My, my uh, eight-year-old uh, yesterday actually brought the film up on a, uh, because I had a Dungeons & Dragons shirt on, which I actually do. T- oh, no, it was today she brought it up this morning, yeah, because I have a Dungeons & Dragons yes, shirt on right now. Can you um, What's that? Yeah, it's, it's some chicken, uh, <laughs> some <laughs> half-naked chick. I'll, I'll take a picture of it and send it over to you. But no. um, s- but she says, "Yeah, Dad, I want to. We should watch that Dungeons and Dragons film again that we saw at theaters. It was really good. And so I'll be probably watching it shortly in the next week or so. Um, again, uh, and for me, I put the same thing as you, Eric. I felt uh, Nefarious deserved more, much way better. It was a. It should have had a better score by critics, and it should have been much more well known by." Um, uh, I guess viewers um, and whether you like uh, the producers or even the writer, because uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the writer of the movie, uh, but the producers, I have no issues with them. Um, it doesn't matter. The, the point is, is, is the writer made a great uh, story and it is a great film and it 
Wait, deserve way better. Um, all right, let's go with most disturbing film, I guess. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. What do you got? When Evil Lurks. That one really disturbed me. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. What do you got? I went with uh, Follow Her. Um, yeah. At the end of the movie, when she makes her choice, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's some people one. would do that. And that's really kind of disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Oh, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I. No, I, I would say it's, it's, it's got to be um, – actually, you know what, which probably shook me more than anything was I mentioned there's a, there's a there's just a scene of self-harm in – it's not suicide, but there's a scene of self-harm in uh, Talk to Me that kind of comes out of the blue. And, oh, yeah, uh, that was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one really kind of rattled me. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. And based off of uh, what's going on, it may be a, a future episode for Dark Discussions. Um, and uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I chose Venus. Um, the sister being locked away in the attic. The witches were just like oh, yeah. totally freaked me out. And then uh, when we see the the – the tentacles. I was like, no. So that film kind of was very disturbing. Yeah. Oh, and then how she gets, st- uh, she has to pull, heal herself. You know, try to save herself after almost dying. Oh, yeah, it was just a pretty disturbing film. Such a great film. But anyway, um, and people can see that on Hulu. Uh, worst film. Okay, oh. I think we can do this all at the same time. No, we so, can't. Okay, you ready There's on the count of three? Why? Well, I'm, yeah, you're. Pro- all right, fair enough. We One, two, two, three. Skinnerink. Skinnerink. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I will say that bad things I hated more, but Skinnerink was just a wasn't even a movie. I don't understand why you hated bad things more. That doesn't make sense to me. It was at least so something bad. happened in that movie. Yeah, but to be honest, I, I had more enjoyment looking at at a light switch. <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> uh, the that was, that's one of the funniest comments I've ever heard. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I can't say you're but, right, but at least it's it's a, it's it's a justification. But I will say, because Skinner was made by Canadians, it, it, it's probably a bit worse film. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So, I can, for folks, no hate mail. I'm, I'm half Canadian, so... I can do that. Um, all right. So best ending. Uh, so let's start with you, Barrett. What do you got? I thought they wait in the dark because I really liked the unexpected end when we find out that they're the ones that uh, that they kidnapped the kid and killed the parent. <laughs> yeah, that they were the evil ones. Yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Uh, what do you got, Eric? Uh, I actually put down Barbie. Um <laughs> I thought the end of that movie, it, it surprised me. It's not what I was expecting. It made me laugh. Yeah, I like the ending of Barbie. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mike, what do you got? You know what? Just for those, uh, an ending to a film that brings all the, the plot, everything together, and I think to give a satisfying ending is going to be my movie of the year, which is Godzilla Minus One. Mm. Mm. All right, sounds good. Um Let's see. Um, 
Oh, that's for me. I'm sorry. Uh, mine was uh, similar to yours, Eric. It wasn't like anybody would think of it as the best ending of the year, but it, it worked for you. Barbie did. And the best ending for me that worked for me was Master Gardener. Um, it actually – it was interesting because you're expecting a dark ending, and it actually – was good. It, it, made, it was a happy ending. It made me made me smile. So, uh, Master Gardener by Paul Schrader. Um, worst ending. Now, this will be interesting to see where we come up with this one. So, uh, Barrett, what did you got for the worst ending? Bad things. There was something about that ending that felt very amateurish to me, and I just hated it. Oh, so bad. The whole Aside from not liking the film very much, uh, yeah, that ending I thought sucked. And 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 Barrett, not to throw you under the bus, but you did suggest that film. <laughs> I picked it. I did suggest it. I hadn't seen it before though, so that's all I can say that's, in my defense. That's, that's, there that's is fair. no defense, but that is my defense. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Uh, worst ending, I got leave the world behind because it didn't end. It just stopped. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, let's go with you, Mike. What do you got? Um, I'm going to go with a movie that would have been on my top 20 list if not for the ending, and that was No One Will Save You. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That, that's that's probably a better choice. You know, no like, get yeah. yeah. beginning to yeah, end, but I was good. happy to see it be over. The Outwaters was boring until it became a chaotic mess at the end, and, you know, I think that maybe that worked for you, maybe it didn't, but it wasn't a great film to begin with. This was an ending that just, I think, almost ruined a, a, a film that I was really enjoying up till that moment and just I, I don't get it. I, I just, that was a that was a terrible ending, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it was. Um and for me, um I think Eric would would understand why I picked this one. Uh knock at the cabin. That that ending sucked. Okay. I mean it was a typical crappy <laughs> screw up by by M. Night Shyamalan and probably the producers too because they changed the darkness of what the novel was supposed to be, and it was it was just so uh, I, I could I could taste the sugar in my mouth. It was so bad, <laughs> it was, and it ruined what what was otherwise a half decent film. I felt, um, and and the, and the apocalypse problem too. It it yeah it, it chickened out there too. Um, all right, so uh, hero of the year. So, no uh, one competes. Luffy yeah. from One Piece. Oh, absolutely, do well played, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Luff, Luff, Monkey, whatever, Monkey L Luffy, Monkey P Luffy or something. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Like guys are yeah. speaking a foreign language. Yeah, it's He's... a One Piece. It's a television show on Netflix. <clears throat> uh, it's an anime too, so you can watch it in twenty seasons and then there's one season the live action that just came out last year and there's a manga too um all right so let's go with oh the actor he was so good uh let's go with you eric what do you got uh i went with john wick all right sounds good good one yep mike what do you got uh i got uh koichi shikishima from uh shikishima from godzilla minus one. Oh, cool yeah that's, that's good too yeah, yeah, and uh, mine all come from Japan as well. Uh, mine is uh, Luffy from One Piece, uh, the the live action show from Netflix, as same as you, Barrett. But I also put in Akira Tendo and Shizuka Makazuki from Zom One Hundred, Bucket List of the Dead. So good stuff. 
Um, let's go with villain of the year. This will be curious to see where people go with this one. So, uh, what do we got, Barrett? What do you got? Um, the devil from Nefarious. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I like it. Um, technically, though, you know what? The the psychiatrist he was he was a pretty bad guy too. Yeah. <laughs> what we find out about him. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. What do you got? Uh, I went with the Evil Dead. Uh, not only do they kill people, but they're mean. <laughs> and, and, and they killed children too. It was like no right. way. We couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. They went there. They went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. What do you got? Uh, I, I'm tempted to say anybody who puts Skinner Marink on their top ten list, but. Uh, <laughs> All the people uh, that said go. it was a good film, they're the villains of the year. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to go with uh, the High Evolutionary from Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, I like the idea of the showing the, the, the actually very real downsides when people try to make a perfect world. Fair enough. Um, yeah, i got to see that one. Um Fine. I'm surprised no one picked this one, but again, there's a lot of good villains this year, uh, even if the, the films uh, were were not many that were good. But I chose Megan. I thought Megan was awesome as a villain. Oh, cool. Yeah. Megan, Megan would be my pick for, for very obvious reasons, uh, more so than Cocaine. For most likely to become a horror icon, because I think she already made it. Like, she made it before the movie even got released. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, my kids still talk about it all the time. They, they, they saw that trailer, and they thought it was the scariest thing, because it just kept on popping up over and over on YouTube, and they watched Any, all the YouTube. Shows. Anytime you trend on TikTok before the movie's even out is a, is a pretty yeah. good sign. Yeah, yeah. And, and and believe it or not, some of my my kids' friends that are ten years old, nine years old, whatever, have seen that film too. And so they're like, it's so it's still like <sighs> the public domain. People are talking about it still. It's just weird. Um, I, I mean, it's not weird because it's a great film, but it is weird that eight and nine year olds were able to watch that. Never mind, they watched Smile too. I couldn't believe it. My kid comes on seven year old. Yeah, Julie saw Smile. How old is Julie? Seven. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's just terrible. <laughs> Uh, I go, yeah, that film you can't see. I, I could probably let you see Megan, maybe. I'd have to think that one over, but definitely not Smile. All <laughs> right, so Best Creatures. Um, so let's go with you, uh, Barrett. What do you got? Um, I went with No One Will Save You. I like the aliens in that. Those were awesome. That, uh, well, no matter what you think of that film, the Grays, my friend, the Grays. <laughs> Uh, I, that maybe pop up on uh, one of my other uh, categories. Well, I, I kind of went with it, it, it had to be multiple creatures because it says right. creatures. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, otherwise it'd be Godzilla, no no matter what. Oh, that's, where, that's where the monster of the year comes in, like single creature. There's yeah. a single creature, and then there's who did the best, like, general. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I got a – yeah, mine are, two, are different as well for both categories. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go with you. Um, Eric, what do you got? I chose Godzilla because I couldn't think of anything else. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, Mike? Yeah, I'll go Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, not all of them are great. A lot of it is uh, the idea that the, the villain is is evolving animals into human-animal hybrids. But really what works best is... Uh, you see everything that that was involved in creating Rocket Raccoon, and he has, I think, it's three friends, uh, Laurie and 
floor and teeth for these mutated um, and lamb shanks is another one that shows up at the end. Mutated animals that just are on the one hand disturbing to look at because there's they're like animal machine hybrids, uh, but they also manage to tell a very uh, tragic and heartbreaking story. Oh God, yes. So, um, yeah, but they're also just disturbing to look at. And so it's really a weird, like, dimension because you feel bad for them and you don't want to look at them either. So, yeah, anybody who has problems with, like, animal experimentation is going to have, might have, and they, there were complaints about going to the Galaxy 3 for that. Um, but in fairness, it would, they, they were played as bad guys, right? It was not the, the joys of animal experimentation. So, anyway, so yeah, that gets my mind for. Creatures of the Year. All right, sounds good. Uh, my best Creatures of the Year, uh, and it's a film group as well. Uh, I said this film a numerous time already. Uh, Venus, um, the the Tentacles, and the Witches. Yeah, yeah. yeah good, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, best uh, career boost. Career boost. Now, I, I've always done a, a male and a female, uh, but I know a lot of people just choose one or or whatever. But let's start with you, Eric. What do you? I mean, not Eric, I'm sorry, Barrett. What do you got? What do you got for best? Career I put boost? Joel Kinnaman because I thought his ability to act with no dialogue was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, let's go with you, Eric. I went with. David Dust Melchian. And you may be asking yourself, who the fuck is that? Um, I did not know myself a week and a half ago. I was actually ago. thinking that too. I was actually thinking in my head, who the fuck and is The that? exact same words. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, same, same words. <laughs> but uh, a week and a half ago, I got my wrap-up email from Letterboxd because uh, I pay for the pro membership. So they give you a, a kind of a, a recap. Um and he was my most watched actor of 2023. I was like, what? So I like went <laughs> and looked it up, and he was in Boston Strangler. He was in The Boogeyman. He was in Last Voyage of the Demeter, and he was oh, in yeah. Oppenheimer. I know, he's, I know who you're talking about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he so got he, himself I in four movies in one year. That's going to give him a lot of exposure, and will probably boost yeah. his career quite a bit. And, wow. and it's the guy. He was the guy that played the um, first up, mate, the first mate, and and uh, Demeter. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what did you? Yeah. What? Uh, um. What were you saying? One sec. He played the polka dot man in Suicide. Oh, Man's. you're right. Yes, he did that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was also right. he played the bass player from Queen and Weird the Al Yankovic story. Oh, that's right. He's in a lot of films. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's a, a Greek American. Or I believe so. so. That's that's my choice and a new name for probably a lot of people. David Dastmalchian. Oh no no no! I think he's Armenian actually. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a bit, doesn't matter. No one cares. Uh, let's go for you, Mike. Yeah, I'll go with. Uh, there there were a couple of options uh, because there was some low budget stuff that was successful, but I'll go with uh, uh, Danny Philippou and Michael Philippou who did talk to me. Um, mm. Going from YouTubers. Yeah to box office sensation and you know they're going to get at least you know like three pictures out of the success of talk to me yeah yeah for sure yeah yep just just like the guy that did clown the, the two guys that did clown and and then the, the guy that did evil the evil dead remake yep and probably, and probably the guy that did skin him a rink 
the worst. <laughs> Such a terrible film. Oh my god, it's just so bad. I remember I watched it first out of everybody, and 30 minutes in, I think I texted. I don't know if I texted you, Eric, but I texted Mike and I texted Barrett. I said, I think we may have a problem here. Houston, <laughs> <laughs> we have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so whose turn were we? Uh, oh yeah, so Mike, you were saying those two guys. So it was, that was your your only choice, right? Those two guys. That's it. Yeah, I think that my runner up would be the director of uh, Godzilla minus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he had a, a big boost. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. I mean, no, we did Eric. Uh, yeah, it's me. I'm sorry. All right, so I had, I had, I had, yeah, no kidding. I had three. So I had my male and female, but then I had a TV personality as well. So the TV Good personality. God, Didn't I have you specifically send us a list so we would all have the same fucking thing? Well, I, I, I know, but I, I had, I, I broke it into. Uh, so you went off a different list. No, I did it off of media yeah, yeah. and then different. gender as well. Yeah, so, uh, the, so the television is Anaki Godoy, who played Luffy. In One Piece, he was amazing, and I even mentioned in one of the episodes, I said, if they were going to make a Wonka film, he could have been a great Wonka. Um, and then Dave Batista for his performance in Knock at the Cabin. It was so phenomenal. that If, that, if he wasn't in that film, the film would be forgettable, um, and he was just awesome. And then the female was Elizabeth Banks, who's had some problems over the past couple of years, but Cocaine Bear brings her right to the top again. She directed that film. So, um, all right. So, career block. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. What do you got? I put Amber Heard because she just is not having yeah. a good year. And she got, yeah. it sounds like a lot of her scenes were cut out of Aquaman and uh, she barely had any speaking lines in the movie. So, that was my pick. Right. And, and she was like a co star in the first one, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty close to it. And she's bad. She's bad in Aquaman. Like, Which one, the new, the new one or the second one, the first one? It's like she's reading the, the lines off a cue card. You mean the first one or the second one? Or second the one. new one. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. We're talking about this year. She's terrible in that, and I think Nicole Kidman was, was pointing it in on this, too. I don't think either one comes across particularly well. Right. Was she uh, – Nicole Kidman big in the film, or was she just a small part? This time around, small part. Okay. Bigger and part. she was bigger part in the first one, yeah. Um, is who she supposed to be? The mother of Aquaman or something? Yes. Gotcha. Um, and what's her character's name? Mom. Who cares? Yeah, I was just curious. Anyway, um, all right, so let's go with you, Eric. What do you got? I couldn't really think of a good one because I don't pay attention to, like, Hollywood scandal stuff. Um, I just went with Jason Statham because he wouldn't medic two and it sucked. <laughs> But then yeah. I looked at IMDb and uh, I'm wrong because he has another big hit film coming out this weekend. So, oops. Oh, oh, oh what's the film? Uh, the Beekeeper. Is that a horror <laughs> film or action film? It's an action flick. I'm going to go see it just because he does good action. It'll probably be horrible, but I'll enjoy it. I wonder is it, I wonder <laughs> if it's getting good reviews. I'll have to check. Would it be a Dark Discussions Beekeeper? Probably uh, not. Yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. Sounds interesting, though. Yeah. Um, all right, and let's go with you, uh, Mike. What do you got? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of options this year because there are a lot of movies that aren't performed. Like, I think Tom Cruise will recover from Mission Impossible not doing quite so well. Um, 
uh, and obviously just about anybody who was involved in the making of Scream 7 at this point. But I- I'm going to go with Jonathan Majors. Oh, so, good one. Who's that? Jonathan Majors, who is the lead uh, actor in uh, Lovecraft Country, was tapped to play the villain oh, in the new Marvel films. And not only does uh, Ant-Man Quantumania do badly at the box office, uh, and Loki Season 2, with despite good reviews, wasn't widely seen. And I actually think he gives great performances in both. Indeed. I think he's been really good playing the Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody thinks he's a bad actor. That's not the problem. No. Oh, and he was and he was the the antagonist in Creed 3. And he was slated to make upwards of 20 million dollars a movie for the future Marvel movies he was going to be in and there were going to be several of them. So he could I, I think that's way overpaid if if he didn't have his problems, but anyway, go on. Yeah, and then he has legal problems and got convicted and because he got convicted that gave Disney all the room they needed on their contract to dump his ass uh, whether you agree with it or not he's he's a was a talented actor and his career is probably fucked at this point at the very least he's lost tens of millions of dollars because of this yeah 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 he, he sounds like a pretty bad guy based off of again you know no one was there but but it, it was he did get convicted so I, I guess Again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because a lot of things go wrong in the court system, but it's not good. Put it that way. It's not good. It wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the new Beekeeper, uh, it's actually getting really good reviews here. It's getting 70 – well, not really good reviews, but 71%, which ain't too bad uh, for an action film and stream. Uh, for me – uh no yeah it is for me uh i actually went with uh something we've been talking about recently on uh uh the podcast uh related to companies and i put bob Iger and kathleen kennedy of uh disney and star wars as a career blocks because they're really just screwing everything up i feel um all right so let's go with best scream queen uh so let's go view barrett what you got I put Heather Graham. I thought she right, just yep. did a great job in Suitable Flesh. Sure did. Yep, that's a great one. Uh, let's go to you with Eric. What do you got? I considered Heather Graham, but I ended up going with Allison Williams. Yep, yep, from uh, Megan. Megan. Well. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what's about you, uh, Mike? What do you got? Uh, I was the the I, I don't remember the name of the actress. The lead actress from. Evil Dead Rise. Oh, oh yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah, she's good. I forgot her name now. Um, uh, yeah, she was good. She was a really good screen queen for sure. Uh, and we're we're gonna look it up because she deserves uh, her her. Uh, Is it Lily name. Sullivan. Lily Sullivan. Yep, Lily Sullivan. Yep. Um, all right, sounds good. And for me, I actually. Uh, had to split it with two. Uh, I, I had Heather Graham as well, Barrett, but I also had Esther Exposito from uh, Venus. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, best surprise. So uh, what do you got, Barrett? <laughs> I'm probably reading this one wrong, too, like I read the deserved better wrong. Um, I put Dark Harvest because it was better than I expected it to be, and the monster really was just cool, I thought. That's exactly how I, I – think of this character category too 
absolutely. Okay. So yeah, so he said it was correct. Yeah. Um, but it could have been something like best. Yeah, something else too. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you got, Eric? What do you got? Um, well, I have uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, there have been some good fantasy movies like The Lord of the Rings, and uh, and then uh, we got Game of Thrones on HBO. Um, but almost everything in the past I've seen tagged with the actual Dungeons and Dragons brand has been not the best. Um, <laughs> so to watch this movie and truly enjoy it was a wonderful surprise. Yep. I concur. That's a good one. Uh, Mike, what do you get? I like that, uh, especially because the – like this is something they've been advertising for a year, and that usually means that like it took forever to come out and there's, there's probably trouble behind the scenes. So yeah, that's a good choice. I actually, I, I picked the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed that film. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, and you said the Dungeons Dragons was having stuff behind the scenes that were problems? Well, no, it's the fact that they started advertising the movie more than a year before it came out. Like they, were, okay. they, they put a Super Bowl ad in there and there were trailers. Running. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know how much they spent on the ad campaign because they had a fucking Led Zeppelin song in their commercial too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so they, you're saying, that, oh, and then it just got pushed back is what you're saying probably. It kept getting pushed back and pushed back. Yeah, yeah. And it just was like yeah. those are all hallmarks of something that's a mess. Yeah. And, and, it, and it turned out to it be turned good. out to be really good. Similar to like it part one, that that one had was a mess behind the scenes, but it turned out to be pretty good. Um, all right, that sounds good, Mike. Uh, uh, and what was your choice again, Mike? You said the Tina Mutant. Yeah, that was a good one too. That was a really good one. Uh, for me, best surprise uh, was uh, Paul Schrader's Master Gardener. Um, I knew it was, I would like it, but I didn't know how good it was going to be. I thought it was just phenomenal. Uh, it was like the perfect film. Um, all right. Most disappointing. All right. Uh, uh, besides Skin of a Rink. Uh, let's go with uh, – You didn't put that qualifier on the list. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair for enough. for uh, me, most disappointing is, you know, I I wanted a lot more. I didn't have any expectations of Skin of a Rink, so that wouldn't fit this category for me. Yeah, um, the Flash. I really like the Flash character, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, what do you got, Eric? I, I've got Skinamarink, because uh, before I watched it, it was actually getting very good reviews. <laughs> um, so, so like, it's it's, you know, sometimes the critics get it wrong, but they usually don't get it that wrong. Um... So, like, I'm sitting here watching this over two-hour movie of fucking nothing, <laughs> like, thinking, this got all those good reviews? What the fuck? <laughs> I was mad about it, and it was Those people must have been tripping. That's all I got to say. That's the only <laughs> thing that would make that movie better. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It was just a terrible film. I, I, I think it, a lot of it was BS – uh, Pretentious uh, douchebaggery. Yeah, yeah. I'm a great <laughs> reviewer, and I'm going to see the opt for it and all that bullshit. <laughs> shove it, shove it. Um, all right, and what about you, Mike? What do you got? Um, how about uh, I, correct me, if I'm wrong, it was it the Halo TV series this year? Uh, I think that was two years, last year. Yeah, let me verify that. Halo TV series, 2022. 
How about um, I'll, I'll just go in, uh, with uh, the Meg Two because you're making a giant fucking shark movie. How hard is it to make a giant fucking? Where some rules of physics. You yeah, know? And they fucked it off. First one, yeah. the, and, the, and you had one. A first one, it was pretty good. So it wasn't like they didn't have anything yeah. going. Oh, it, yeah, and you didn't, nobody different. was even expecting it to be good. They just wanted it to be fun, and you somehow fucked that up, too. Yeah. So, yeah, how about that? That's a good yeah. good choice. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, um, and I think most everybody here will agree for this, too. Um, uh, I mean, I didn't know anything about the film until Eric suggested it as an as option, and we said, sure, and you know, we watched it. And the film that d- d- was a major disappointment for me, was no one will save you. That film, with all the grays in it, and and the, the creature effects, it, but with that stupid ending, with no one speaking, with trying to make us feel sorry for a woman that that was a murderer, I, I just it was just so fucking terrible. It was so disappointing, <laughs> very disappointing. Even though the monsters were awesome, the monsters were awesome. Yep. So. It is what it is. Um, all right, so most overrated. Uh, Skin of rink. Yep, fair enough, Eric. Yep. What do you got, Mike? I mean, uh, Eric? Also Skin of rink. Yep. Mike, what do you got? TV series Last of Us. Yep, hmm. that's, ah. a, that's a good one, too. I, I may have it that is. one. I may have that one coming up soon in another category. Uh, <laughs> for me, most overrated was Skin of rink as well. It was just... No, this was not a good film. Um, all right, so best monster or creature? All right, this will be interesting to see where we come from this one, uh, even though I think there, people... There are a few choices, but for me, it's going to be Godzilla. Fair enough. Uh, and Godzilla was in two things. Godzilla of minus one and Monarch in 2022, 23, I mean. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. What do you got? I also have Godzilla. Nice. All right, what about you, Mike? Uh, the mother creature at the end of Evil Dead Rise. Oh, oh okay. that's a great one. <laughs> but I got the best one of all. The beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you have a point. <laughs> the cocaine bear, that monster was the a cocaine no- bear, yep. That scared me more than any Not monster. Not a monster, he's an animal who's misunderstood. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically they're creatures, right? Well, and it's not his fault. It's the cocaine. That is true. No, it's not even that his fault. It's his fault. He's just having a party, dude. And it's not his fault that human beings are frail. In his playground. Creatures. Exactly. And, uh, so, and some of the humans were, were, were stupid, too. When it was knocked out, it was <laughs> passed out, they could have just killed it right then after it already killed somebody, and they didn't. So they, they were idiots. Um, all right. So best... TV, uh, best genre TV. So what do we got for Barrett? I already know this answer. One Piece. Best show of the year. For sure. Uh, what about you, Eric? What do you got? I went with For All Mankind, a sci-fi show on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, they've been pumping that and advertising it big time. I hear it's so, so good. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, what do you got, uh, Mike? Uh, I saw both seasons for the first time this year, uh, but the second season did air this year, so I'm going to go with Yellow Jackets. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I heard that's really good. You even recommend it. I saw the first season. haven't caught up with the second yet. Yeah. I can't watch it, even though I have Peacock or whatever it is that is on. 
you can't watch it unless you also get the Showtime app with it. Yeah, because it's a Showtime show, not a Peacock yeah. show. Yeah, and, but yeah. it was weird because they were trying to – You don't have to have the Showtime app. You have to pay for Showtime with the on, Peacock. On the Peacock, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, tr- they tricked me, so I didn't get to see it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if I did upgrade to it, I would lose my, my grandfather then deal with Peacock. So that's the only reason I haven't done it. So uh, if they would just give it to me without having to upgrade, you know, you pay an extra five bucks, then I would do it. But I don't want to lose my my four ninety nine a month for for Peacock. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah bastards. Um, I guess I could just get Showtime on the side though. Um, so for for uh, Mike, what do you uh, did you already go for best genre TV? I did. Yeah. Sure, John. He did Yellow Jackets. Oh, that's right. We were just talking about the. It was my blank space baby, Taylor Swift. Um, Sorry, Eric. Uh, My favorite was One Piece as well. That show was absolutely phenomenal. Um, All right. Now, worst genre TV. So uh, let's go with you, uh, Barrett. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with True Lies. I tried to watch the first two episodes, and it was terrible. What what is that? Based off of the Schwarzenegger film? Yeah. What? I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, it happened earlier in the year. <laughs> what channel? Uh, I don't remember anymore. I don't think I want to remember. <laughs> it was that good. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, it's. Uh, it I'm trying to look at it bad. now. I mean, how I do you screw it. that up? It should just be a funny spy movie, not spy show, right? I mean, yeah, it was so terrible. It's, it's uh, CBS, so that, I guess that would be uh, Paramount Plus. Um. Damn, that's too bad. Um, for you, uh, Eric, what do you got? Uh, you know, I haven't watched a whole lot of TV this year, so I feel a little bit bad about this because I, I watched the show and I kind of like it. Uh, but out of but but out of what I've seen, I have to go with Reacher. Um, Jack Reacher. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that- it's a Jack Reacher show, and it's just they're just a little too. Uh, it's a little too cheesy. They're trying to, you know, force inside jokes between the characters and things like that. Is that the one with uh, Jim from The Office? Uh, no. Wasn't he in the? You're thinking Richard? of the um. You're thinking no, of not Jack Ryan. Oh no, he was Ryan. in the Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan is the name yeah, of his show. Yeah, so that's a different show. Yeah. Yes, it is uh, a different show. Indeed. Uh, Mike, what do you got for worst genre TV? So. The only reason I've been watching is because Pam is a completist, and when she starts, <laughs> let go. You know it's bad when you have to start out like that. <laughs> but thank the Lord, it is finally over, and I will never have to watch it again, and that is Fear of the Walking Dead. Thanks, uh, Joe. It's so bad. In its final episode, the lead character changes their motivation about three times. Wow. Um, it it was it's It's like a level of incompetence that I just can't grasp how how these people would not lose their jobs yeah oh well so be it um yeah and for me and i'm still gonna sean sean fox said it perfectly he goes i wonder how the monkeys can mow the lawn (laughs) and that and the worst generative tv show for me was the last of us that show sucked fucking terrible (laughs) Worst show ever. They they had like some good opening scenes during a handful of the episodes, but the rest of the show just garbage. And ca- they follow characters that had nothing to do with the main plot. It was just fucking terrible. Worst. 
hated it. Hate. But I, I was kind when I, – actually, I wasn't kind, but I was kind enough, and I should have just ripped it head to toe during the, the podcast. But I love showing – like the monkeys. Like how the hell is it, the grass not grown? And, and he goes, it must have been the monkeys because there, there was monkeys at the hospital. So, <laughs> terrible, terrible show. All right, so the last category of the night and the episode, best checkoff. And this is the new night. category for this year. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I don't know if this is the best one, but I went with Chekhov's Geyser in 65. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it is. I haven't seen it, but I heard Yeah, I they heard show a geyser it. in the beginning, and they use it to kill a dinosaur near the end. Gotcha. Um, all right, so let's go with you, Eric. Uh, I went with uh, Chekhov's face-biting dog from Meaningful <laughs> Lurks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you got? You know what? I'm going to pull a bill here, uh, and I'm going to do one from a horror movie and one from a non-horror movie. <laughs> um, from the non-horror movie is Chekhov's product placement in uh, Shazam Fury the God. Because um, <laughs> he also gets my product placement of the year award for uh, a very overt Skittles ad. Um and then uh, the other Chekhov is Chekhov's wood chipper from Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah, good one. yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the night is not going to produce a Brock Purdy because Eric already stole my thunder. And it's it's the same as you, Eric, which is the face biting dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make yeah. it they, they make you wait for it. You're just looking at that goddamn dog. You're like, yeah, shit. Oh shit, it's coming. When you know it's gonna come. come. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was it, it remind you know what? It was so obvious and it still freaked you out, similar to that uh scene from Insidious where they're looking through the viewmaster. Right. And it still worked. It still worked. That was awesome. Yeah. So that that was our our uh, Mr. Irrelevant at the, there at the moment. Um, and so that's the episode. That's our best of the year and worst of the year and recap of the year and and all that other stuff. Um, so whether it was TV or movies, there was a lot of crap, and there was still some good. <laughs> there were definitely some gems. There sure was. There sure was. Uh, all right. So, anybody want to uh, give their final thoughts on all our stuff that we talked about today? What do we got? Um, I'll just say that uh, the really good stuff was really good. Uh, there was a lot of mid and some total stinkers. Um, fingers crossed, twenty twenty four is a little more solid. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, anyone else have anything to say? Twenty 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 three started off. With Megan uh, giving us uh, an evergreen internet meme and a potential new horror icon, uh, and it's already you know lined up to have a sequel, and they've even talked about like a Megan versus Chucky crossover. Oh, this year started off with a movie about a killer pool. Huh. This don't That's, feel right. No, you know what? That that may be a good thing because if a killer pool film sucked, the rest of the year is going to be good because if a killer doll movie was awesome, the rest of the year sucked. So it's it's gonna be a, a reverse. It's gonna be a reverse. That's all. Yes. Like I like your optimism. Let's go with it. 
Yes, yes. Um, so uh, we won't bother doing our regular uh, wrap-up stuff because we've recorded for a long time. But I will mention that a big surprise in our um, number one podcast in the last 30 days right now is First Contact, episode 605, uh, beating out even six, episode 607, Dark Harvest, and episode 606, New Year's Bucket List. So that's pretty interesting. I guess uh, people are curious to hear about possible grace. I'm telling you the grace. It's the wave of the future. <laughs> uh, Eric, you were going to say something, I think. No, I'm just laughing at you. Fair enough. All <laughs> right, so – that's that's it. If uh, anybody else wants to uh, comment, uh, you can go to the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group and uh, put up your opinions uh, on this episode as well as your own opinions of 2023. Um, and you also can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com and put DDP and whatever your subject is in the subject line. Just make sure DDP is at the very beginning of the subject so we can do a search and it will pop up. Um, so I think that's it. Anyone else? Anything? Anyone? Anyone? I'm thinking next year we need to add a category for the best movie that Phil thought was going to be about the Grays but isn't about the Grays. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good. That, that could be good. Like, yeah. You know, there's going to be at least one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. If there's ever more than one, we're going to have to have yeah. to that. That is true. That is true. So are we going to be doing our uh, – what we're expecting episode of for 2024? No, fuck that. We'll talk about it later. But either way, we got another episode to record before we even think of that. Um, so uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you do this? Over? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about 2023. Come back next time. We'll have another topic. <laughs> Thank you.